Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know you wrote scripts. I'm here telling people, you know, we're raw and we're unscripted. And you're like, oh, I finished the script. I'm like, I sent you the script for that first week. <laughs> it told you on the script where to look on each different planet and say what it what it was. When did you send us to me? When I asked you to do This Week in Destiny the first week. Oh, that was uh, that was back then. Mm. I haven't had a migraine all week until now. But no, no, I, I thought. <laughs> what do we know? Talking to respawn really is just like, like just, just, just a whole new world, like, 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 like a whole new reality. Okay, the reason why I write the scripts and try and well, actually, I do stick to the scripts is because when I put the video up on YouTube, I can save the document as notes, or like a not a word document, but as text to then put onto the video as um, subtitles because it's easier than kind of translating what I'm actually saying because if it's got subtitles already written out you might as well do it yeah and actually being it, good especially if you're kind of saying critics from you know the empire hunt on Europa and that could be interpreted a completely different way when you don't oh, yeah. use yeah it's very clear who does proper captions and who lets the the auto caption AI do it because uh yeah no it, it does not do a good job so yeah, although it takes a bit of extra work, but try and get it done. Good job. Yeah. So should we start the show? Don't we need a script? We do. Bungie has provided us three separate scripts. Would you like to start with the hotfix script, the lightfall crucible update script, or the top script? Well, I tell you what, I'll run the titles and then we come back. Sounds good. Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter. A Destiny 2 podcast, dedicated in bringing you all the latest information, news, and opinions. This is the best show for new and veteran guardians alike, where we share tips, tricks, and tools to help you succeed and enjoy playing even more. So with all that said, let me hand you over to your hosts, the Triumph Hunting Titan Night Demon, the pink panted pansy Perotti, and your hunter master ranger, Mr. No One Responds in Real Life! Now we're back. Yay! We did a thing! Well, I did a thing. You didn't really do much of a thing. Wow. Just, just going to put me on blast done. like that, huh? Whatever. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, welcome to the show, everyone. Um, if you've just joined us, I'm Night Demon. Hi, Demon. Yeah. British host. Mm -hmm. I have a roving reporter respawn this week who is in where? Rome, Georgia. Rome, Georgia. And Parody is at home playing Iron Banner, like a good Titan should be. Because who leaves the house? A happy door is a closed door. Exactly. So, Crucible, hey guys. Crucible. We, we, we got a full on. Lightfall, like even just a crucible update at all, like a full article about the crucible mm. for the first time since the dark ages. Yeah, you know, thereabouts. I'm sure so somebody for the first time we had crucible and uh and trials at the same time, not crucible, uh, iron banner and trials at the same time. It's been a while since we had that. You don't have them at the same time, they go back. To uh, Grenade Jake disagrees. Grenade Jake played trials this week. <laughs> On Monday, he did. No, no, no. This week, it was there on Friday. 
It was there for about an hour and a half on Friday while okay. Iron Banner was up. Okay, yes. Just like Iron Banner <laughs> was up last week. Yeah, like Iron yep. Banner <laughs> or, or other Snowden was there there before he was taken away. You know, listen, the guys who write the things that happen and the ones who do the coding are not the same teams. You know, sometimes things... No, but you know, the, we know why it went like that. It's because Iron Banner was meant to be the previous week and this week, you know, it was meant to be trial. So they just had to unplug the plug that said trials and the, unplug the one that, you know, said Iron Banner him. Oh, just, so just, that's you know. not how coding works, but oh, it's totally it is. how coding works. In my head, it's like one of those old telephone switchboards where they take out the plugs and they put it in different plugs to, you know, there you go. All sorted. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I have a surprise for you. No, you don't. Surprise for everybody. No, I've, I've invited a guest to come and join us. He's on his way right now. Is it blue? No. It's somebody no, that loves playing Crucible. And I, I thought, you know. Is it Micah? I'll invite him in, and I think he's here. Is it Micah? No, oh, it's not Micah. It's not. It's not Micah. It's not. It's not. Is it AZ? If you check who's no. in the podcast recording, you'll be able to see who it is. Stop asking Mm-mm. silly questions. Can't do that. Can't do that. It, it's is our friend. It, um, no, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna you, tell you who it is. You'll never guess. Is it uh, no, Halloween no. guy? I'm getting a spooky vibe. I'm also getting a smelly vibe. It's weird. Smiley. I said sweaty and spooky. Okay. I, th- I thought you said smiley. I Indubitably, smiley. you are correct. Yay! Stinky guy! <laughs> How's everybody doing today? Living that dream. We are. <laughs> We're living lots of dreams and lots of nightmares. Mm-hmm. All at the same time, simultaneously. Agreed. But you have cheered us up by joining us this week, Mr. Sweaty Spooks. Thank you very much. You love Crucible? I didn't know that. Popping yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I mean, were you dropped on your head as a child? Did you lose a bet? No. no well, I'm, people, I'm curious why he likes act, PvP. Some people actually enjoy Crucible. That's not a thing. Unless you've got brain damage of some kind, it's, nobody it's enjoys totally it. totally a thing. Look, I, I know that Sweaty loves playing Crucible, and he does a lot of trials. And he's, he's, gonna, you know, he's very competitive with his Crucible play. And I know you aren't, and I didn't know if you were going to be here this week because you said you might not be here. So I thought I'll invite Sweaty to come and speak to us oh. and tell us all about Crucible. Because there's no point in asking you because you don't like it. I did play it, though. I played quite a bit of Iron Man this You week. play a little bit. Parody and I play a little bit more than you. But yes. Sweaty Spooks plays a hell of a lot more than us. All put together. Mm. Perhaps. I've seen your streams. You play <laughs> is, but is he leading his country in Iron Banner playtime? That's really the question here. Ooh, are you? Well, I signed the lease for trial, so I mean that's where my mainstay is. However, on my free time, you know, I'll go wherever I I, I am to go. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, if you're new to the show and you you've never heard of Sweaty Spooks before, Spooks, tell it people was. about you, where you're from, and what your star signs are. No, I mean. Actually, no. What you mean? Oh, and... you're a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> and what podcast you represent? Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Sweaty Spooks, representing the Blueberry Lounge Podcast Group. Uh, my co-host would be Native Raider, the Titan main over there. So he he can stay there. We're going to be a couple of hunter hunter talk here today. Isn't that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Anyways, um. So yeah. Um. I live in Canada, East Coast, a place called Prince Edward Island. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, my Crucible adventure kind of started, I would say, I probably 
beyond light, I guess, would be whenever I started taking it seriously. Uh, Shadow Keep, I was curious, but I was still quite frustrated, actually. So much so that uh, I took a look back to see when was the first time I put my toe in inside of Trials. And that goes all the way back to Season 10 with a 0.43 KD. So, humble beginnings. <laughs> I can very much speak to that uh, journey. Um, but again, it, it's quite a perspective. But yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Uh, I like to stream sometimes. Uh, mostly, I'm starting to figure out what the commitment schedule is because so far it just seems to be spontaneous or whenever i feel like it yeah. uh tuesday seems to be a good day for streaming because folks want to get the rows um i'm in there myself playing comp so uh tuesday is a great day and saturday evenings at uh i'll say what i think we start at 10 p.m eastern standard or nine. I can't remember one of those two anyways um i decided that when we wanted to start uh, recording the show that I would stream it to my channel just so that way uh, if anybody wanted a sneak peek behind the curtain type of thing it's just a little place for extra content um, but yeah so that's me cool. and he's a hunter man like you said yes 100% hunter main now speaking of that right quickly I started as a warlock because I was bullied by the destiny 2 community to start yeah. as a warlock <laughs> that's all that matters uh, so I didn't like the the jump, the floaty floats. It just it did feel right with me. So let's see. That would have been Forsaken. Going into Shadowkeep, I would mean a Titan for that whole year. Um, and uh, I had some fun. I was starting to figure out some weapons. I was like, okay, Suro's Regime and Punchy Punch. And, uh, you know, we go Arc Titan. So that was a lot of fun there. But Beyond Light, during the time, uh, Bungie did a really swell job of uh, selling the Revenant Hunter to me. And I was like, oh, oh, this looks cool. Um, yeah, I, I was definitely one of those guys for, for that year. I'm, I'm sorry, Gator. The ice show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then from discovering Hunter, I would main it from there. Uh, the things that I liked about it that were a little bit different is, um, I guess my play style is very movement-based. I don't like to bunker down into a spot or stay in one spot for too long. I like to keep a nice, strong presence in Crucible uh, just to kind of keep the pressure on. So that way, I can kind of hope that by applying pressure and staying out of your shots, you're going to slip up somewhere where I can sneak one sneaky bullet between the eyes. Um, but I don't know. It just takes some time and practice. Um, like I said, my adventure began with a 0.43 KD. Not just in trials, but overall. Um, so, like I said, I could definitely speak to the adventure or the commitment or the journey, rather, uh, and a lot of the, the pain points that you go through um, and how to get past those things. Uh, one of the biggest deterrents that kept me from Crucible, actually, was just not my tilt, but other people's tilt. Um, if I was on a fire team and everybody was like freaking out over every little death, it just made it really difficult to focus and under and like really bolding understand what actually killed you because it's just like everybody's yelling about TTKs and stuff. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. I'm new to town. You guys are all freaking out. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I can agree with you. It was a bit like that with Destiny One. It was. I think three quarters of the way through its life before I realized that the KD actually meant something. And, you know, just like you've been playing casually in Crucible, going and doing bounties, just messing about and having fun. And I set myself a goal before the end of Destiny 1's life and Destiny 2 was released. I was like, 
I need to get to a 1.0 KD from, I think I was something like 0.64. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of us that were trying to do it. I think Detrick was another one that had a really low KD and we were really pushing ourselves to go above and beyond to get that percent. It was a hell of a trip to kind of get that back up to 1% because we messed about so much and really mm-hmm. tanked our KDs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that too. And I mean, like, if you're... I'm of the personal opinion that stats, although are important, are they don't tell the whole story. Um, no. Stats are not necessarily a reflection of one's skill, but a reflection of their time investment and the footprints of how said events went. Um, so as an example, in trials, you can have a person who has 3,000 plus hours in the game uh, with really high stats and might get stomped out whereas on the enemy team there might be somebody in all blue gear very little time invested and then just completely stomp the other team like stats you have to be careful with them you you take it kind of like a rough outline of what you're about to face but don't take it verbatim uh as an example most folks tend to think that when they're facing me in trials they think they're going to just walk right through me. Why? Because I'm less than a 1.0 KD. And that is because of, I'll say at this point, 10 seasons of growth and learning. Um, yeah. My seasonal KD right now is somewhere between 1.5, 1.75. I think in trials, it's a positive KD right now. Um, not KD, yeah, KD. Yeah. So, th- but now that... It, fe- it feels gross for me to say that out loud because it makes me think that, okay, I'm that guy that's like, oh, look at me. But that's not what it's about at all. And a lot of people mistake it for that, but it's it's more like, hey, I worked on this thing really hard that everybody's been talking in the middle of all of the and I made it. Sorry, pardon my French. I remember we don't talk those words here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> There's going to be a little dolphin there. My apologies, folks. Um, Coming back to the main point, you know, it's just like, hey, I put in a lot of work for this. I worked really hard and I just want to celebrate it with somebody. Um, And a lot of the times people take that as, oh, he's showing ego and it's not ego at all. Um, Why not? If you've earned it, let it be ego. If you've earned it, you've earned the ego. I don't, I don't understand. No. Do it, bro. Rock. I, I, I can I can explain this, and the reason one of the reasons the deterrence that comes with that that I was talking about with Night Demon is ego, because let me uh, give you an analogy, if you will. Huh? If you walk into a dojo, any dojo doesn't matter what the martial art is. You walk into a martial arts dojo with ego. What happens? I got my ass kicked. Exactly. I, mean, I, immediately I, I would have potentially, maybe, possibly gotten my ass kicked. If that no. ever was a thing. No, let's okay, flip the coin <laughs> and you walk into that dojo with complete open-mindedness. You're honest with folks like, hey, I haven't done this before, but I'm willing to try this out. Those folks are more likely to give you a hand, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, when it comes to fire teams, like I came from a background of a solo player because, I mean, everybody just looked at my KD and they were like, I don't want to mess with this guy I because if we start losing, I lose glory points in comp. Uh, I won't be able to go flawless in trials, things like that. So I really had to work at it. Um, and now I'm at the point where I'm helping other folks. Uh, and my adventure in Crucible ultimately is what led me to this podcast first and foremost, and then secondly to, you know, the extended communities and uh, 
this adventure also blossomed into the Blueberry Lounge, the idea of the underhero um, not having a place to go to train to become the hero, you know, that sort of idea. But, you know, BBL isn't strictly just PvP. I mean, I understand the importance of PvE, and I require that loot in order to go into PvP. So I like to often say the good trade-off of having a good PvP friend that, you know, isn't got their head in the clouds, rather, uh, is that they can go, hey, I don't really overly enjoy PvE, but I need to get this thing done. You help me get that done, and I'll help you get your PvP stuff done. I got you, bro! Right? <laughs> It's a good trade-off. I, I think. never. I still ain't never been to Mars. Uh, not the, the the lighthouse. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yes, that thing. I don't even know what it's called. You see what I mean? The little I'm legend can't for, do it uh, under his own steam here. I'm gonna wait for Night Demon to lead the way here, but I've got the whole Crucible update up, ready to talk about all of that stuff. So, but I don't want to dive into that without Night Demon's permission. He's driving the bus today, so. No, 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 bro. No, he tries to, but you know, I mean, I, yeah, I do try and wrangle. But, it's yeah. just an illusion of control. I appreciate you playing into that illusion. <laughs> the only control he has is is, is editing. I mean, let's let's dive into it. I mean, I'm sure yeah, I'm sure there's somebody on Reddit right now going, "It's been 492,627 hours since you know Bungie put out anything about Crucible," and they kept saying, "We're going to give you a big Crucible update. We're going to give it to you." Well, they, they gave it to us. They did. It's here. Absolutely, they did. Um, so let's just dive right into it, I guess. So we got the Lightfall Crucible update released by Bungie on March 22nd, 2023. Um, I'm going to give you the TLDR version because it is quite long. Uh, and even still, the TLDR version might be a lot of information. I'm probably not going to unpack all of the details. What I'm going to say to you as a listener is if you want deep details, definitely keep in tune with Two Titans and a Hunter and Slash or check out the actual update yourself. I'm always going to encourage that. So that way uh, there might be something in there that pertains to you that might stand out. That being said, um, here's the short and skinny part of it. So playlists and offerings, updates to map and game mode waiting now live. Uh, Clash is leaving quick play mid-season and new connection-based matchmaking, CBMM, Crucible Rotator incoming mid-season. Matchmaking. A data-driven explanation of fireteam matchmaking. FTMM has replaced Freelance, which is now live. I can also speak to that as well. Upcoming FTMM adjustments mid-season and loose skill-based matchmaking settings are changing mid-season. The competitive division. Competitive matchmaking and skill rating explained. Future skill, or sorry, future skill ranking and matchmaking system adjustments. Upcoming competitive rewards mid-season and beyond, which is very exciting news. We'll get into that in a moment. Quality of life improvements mid-season and beyond. Moving on to Iron Banner and Trials of Osiris. Upcoming Iron Banner plans future seasons. Trials of Osiris labs with new matchmaking rules later this season. Preview of Season 21 Trials changes. New and returning game modes. Countdown Classic, Countdown Respawn, Countdown Rush, Checkmate. We want to start with a rundown of items we added in Season 19. So some of these things are already live and changes we are making to them. So overall playlists and offerings. We've done a lot of reflecting on player feedback to the Crucible changes we made at the start of Season 19. We recently moved Rumble back onto the Crucible screen full-time when Lifefall went live. Uh, let's see here. Game mode. So increase the likelihood of getting control as the game mode over Clash. Maps. This is the one that I wanted to hit. Okay. So... Increased weight, more likely to play on these maps. Javelin 4, the burnout, 
Rusted Lance, Midtown, Wormhaven. Now, I know that most people are like, okay, so those maps sound familiar, but I can't remember them other than Javelin 4 off the top of my head. So we're just going to move on to the next one. <laughs> well, I've got some questions for you in a second anyway. <laughs> I have a theory behind that. Anyway, Standard Weight, Endless Veil, Altar of Flame, which we all remember, I'm sure, The Distant Shore, The Fortress, Pacifica, Radiant Cliffs, Bannerfall, Eternity, Widow's Court, Fragment, and Vostok. Those are all pretty good maps. Eternity, I actually really enjoy that map. Reduced weight, so less likely to play on these maps. Disjunction is the very first one on that list, and I'm clapping my hands in the air at the moment. Cathedral of Dusk, Twilight Gap, The Dead Cliffs, Clash Only, Anomaly, added back into the playlist at reduced weight, and Cauldron, added back into the playlist at reduced weight, Clash Only. Not in playlist. Exodus Blue and Convergence. Upcoming changes section. Not going to read through that right quick, but there's a nice little screenshot there of uh, what our menu is going to look like. Um, then they show some graphs in relation to the fire team matchmaking actually working in season 19, may I add. Um, so that was pretty nice. Uh, it gives you a breakdown of how skill is determined, which we're not going to break down that today. Competitive rewards, however, we will go into. Can I ask you a few questions, though? Absolutely. So explain to me and the other listeners out there why these map weightings are kind of good for Crucible, because I'm just sure. seeing a list of maps that, you know, uh, some, some of them that like in standard weighting that I, I enjoy playing on, some of them in the reduced weighting I like playing on. And mm -hmm. the Exodus Blue, I love. Convergence, I, you know, I can love it or hate it. But, you know, most of these maps I like playing on. There's not one that I remember being frustrated on playing with. I think some of it might relate to, um, let's see, increase the likelihood of getting control as the game mode over Clash. And then I want, I think they were saying later on that they were moving Clash entirely in the future from uh, Quick yeah. Play. Um, so I think these maps are a reflection of that. Uh, and that's pretty much the only logical explanation that I could come <laughs> up with. Now, in terms of Disjunction and Cathedral of Dust, that is oh, because at the I beginning of Season yes, 19, I they were just like bugged to be up a lot and everybody's sick of them uh Twilight Gap, it's so long to get well. to this like a specific location with those ones those ones are kind of should be you know saved for rift and and the longer map gameplay that that those maps are kind of built for really i think bungie's just acknowledging that maybe the majority of the crucible pvp community who spend most of their time in there um are just fatigued from constant long-range maps yeah. Um, and I think they're just trying to bring some more medium range engagements into the rotation versus constant long range. So that's why the, the increased weighting on like Javelin 4, the Burnout, Rusted Lands, Midtown and Wormhaven, because those ones are kind of smaller maps, mm. it suits the PvP community better. Is that, you know, what we're kind of aiming for? Is it I think they're just trying to increase the pace at which games are moving, I think okay. is, is more of what their end goal is. In terms of the not in playlist, Exodus Bloom Convergence, I'm not quite certain there, but yeah, I think part of it is too, like especially like if you're if you're a lower skill player, or again you get drugged in by your buddies saying, "Hey, let's let's come play play some PvP," to get killed and have to run back into battle just to get killed, to then have to run back into battle. You spend your entire match just running, running back, back into, into battle, engagements, yeah. not not being in the thick of it, not being ready. So it's really disheartening to go, oh, I'm going to spawn in and, you know, let me run my way in there just to get killed again and do that over and over again. It's like, why would you ever set foot back in there? 
Now, that being said, I want to piggyback off at that point you just made there, Parody, because if we think about OBJ uh, PvP, so objective-based modes, let's go to Trials Point Cap uh, as an example. I, nobody plays I, those. Well, nobody plays objectives. I mean, that's that's what you think. <laughs> I mean, I mean um, no, I, I'm out here desperately trying to play objectives, begging my teammates to play objectives. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Continue, but yeah, no, I'm... I'm I'm very curious to see where they're going with this. No, please. No, you're totally right. I'm just, I, I, I'm, I'm in the boat of hopes. Like, I'm, you know, I'm much like Night Demon in the terms of I've signed the long-term lease. I'm here for a long time. But in terms of objective-based PvP modes, the thing I hope that Bungie figures out is how it doesn't benefit a team of bubble titans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's an easy dub. And whenever that's up in trials, I'm I'm throwing if I'm not putting on a bubble Titan because there's just no point to it. Now, don't get me wrong. I have totally gone flawless in terms of staying as Hunter, throwing on a Wither Horde, challenging that uh, comfortable Mm -hmm. Titan inside of his bubble and just like using it like a shotgun, direct hitting him and watch a bubble go (laughs) bye-bye. But uh, no, to, to be real though, like if you're wanting to go flawless though, you are throwing if you aren't putting on a bubble titan for those cap points because that's where the benefit is and you get three of them with the overshields and the barricades like there's just no beating it and i just hope that bungie can figure out a way that that's not the that's not the w like it needs to be fair for all classes because there's no counter to it and that's the thing and i think that's a lot of what bungie's looking at right now for crucible is okay well this is really good play people are really liking this power fantasy but what's the counter if the counter is to run away, that's not an effective counter, you know? Yeah. 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 Especially on objective mode where you have to, yeah. Like, like if it's about zone control or zone denial, having a way to say, no, this is my house. I live here. Mm-hmm. And having a way to counter that. Yeah. Is, is, I mean, that's what we saw in fortress the entire time was, yeah. The strat was throw bubbles down and, you know, bubbles and wither horde and hope for the best. Exactly. But they do but, say that they've kind of go ahead. addressed that, didn't they? They said that next time the Iron Banner comes up around and it is Fortress, you'll see significantly less Bubble Titans because of the way that they've adjusted the way that the, the bubble takes damage and what it can take damage from. Um, and we've seen a couple of Fallout videos and, and other people doing testing on what it now does. Although, again, in Iron Banner this week, I still saw people in bubbles. No, you're going to see a lot of Starfire protocols. <laughs> yeah. But as oh, a, yeah. As a Trials main kind of player, would you like to see a kind of version of Trials that a lot of the kind of sweaty communities use? Um, that is, you know, they set their load ups at before they go into the game and you can't have three of the same subclass or you can't have three of, you know, running the same thing. You have to have different uh, characters running different subclasses to make it fairer for the opposing team. Would you like to see something like that implemented in Trials so that when you're queuing in, it will stack you into your team of three players, but won't let you face the other three until you've adjusted your subclass to be something that isn't like three bubble titans. No, I don't think I would. Only because that's going to significantly drive up match times. Significantly. You get yeah. somebody like uh, the idea of a raid where in between encounters, everybody's AFK for like half an hour at a time. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. Okay. Um, I understand your. Logic. Your sort, your yeah, your the <laughs> roots of where that's coming from, though. I totally understand your your thinking pattern behind that, um, but I don't think it's going to work. Now, 
I think what Bungie has done was good enough where you can't swap off of your exotic armor piece because I didn't realize it at the time, but that was a big problem. And I didn't realize that's what I was facing because yeah. I had never done it myself. Mm. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, so suddenly everything started to make sense as to what things were, were happening and what I was facing and just being completely unaware of it, but still like having to fight it. It's the same thing as fighting the cheaters. Um, it's not fun, honestly, but uh, at the end of the day, you just get better in terms of skill because that's what you have to face and that's what you have to best. But anyways, not to say that's what you should do to get better because that's obviously not, <laughs> that's not the play. <laughs> you heard it here first, cheat to improve. No. Does <laughs> trainer, like, like infinite health kind of thing or? Um, no, cheating in terms of being at flag a and then glitching across the screen to flag b in an instant and somehow getting a headshot snipe out of nowhere in the middle of a gunfight type of cheating so well, you don't like the sword skaters the well skaters the titan skaters the well, no, skating no, skating i'm fine, fine because skating yeah. is well they're, manipulating a glitch, well they're manipulating something that's not supposed to be doing a thing yeah it's well, network that, manipulation but... <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like like that's in the game though there's a difference between doing it in the game and literally someone coming out of nowhere sniping you and then they're back across the map and you're going there's there's no way you made that shot from there that's just simply not possible or my favorite one is whenever somebody is just like w straight keying in the middle of the air comes around a corner hip fire headshots a sniper out of nowhere it's the second they come around a corner mm -hmm. like yeah <laughs> oh yeah and when they're sliding exists. or jumping through the air and you're like how 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 yeah like hip fire and yeah yeah um fluffy actually faced somebody who could one tap kill you with a body on a sniper which didn't make sense to him because the whole team was doing it but he wasn't sure if it was just glitching and like registering as a body when it was a headshot like he wasn't right. we weren't really sure what was going on there but it just looked a little uh -huh. sus <laughs> yeah yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I face some of those teams and, and it's one of those it's like are you that good are you doing a thing i just don't know about or are you cheating it, like, like it could be right on that line if you're on a high-end pc and something something you're just you know you're seeing the game faster than i am and you're able to pull off and you know the bullet magnetism and this versus going no you're straight out cheating there's no question in my mind you are absolutely cheating and I've totally like logged in the next day and have had a player that you have banned or whatever has been banned. I was like, yes. <laughs> Good so it know. does work. Validated. I would encourage it. <laughs> totally. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll send, I'll send reports. I'm like, you know, I'm going to send the report. And if, if they're cheating and they get banned, great. If not, you know, I'll let Bungie sort it out. Yeah. You know? I am perfectly fine with getting outskilled and outkilled or whatever. That is totally fine by me. It's the whole cheating thing that bothers me, but whatever it's just because like i have over three thousand hours in this game i've not once cheated nor have i felt the notion or care to it's too much freaking work plus three thousand hours gone down the drain under the pretense that i supposedly yeah. loosely quoted got cut gross makes me feel sick but anyways <laughs> now now would you also like in that same vein would you like the over 30 or over 40 division of pvp to step into from time to time to play people that are <laughs> I th <laughs> I would like to play with those friends because if I could lend myself to them as a good experience in Crucible, meaning like they have good teammates to play with, they know their callouts, they know the maps, like I think it would change maybe their perspective on PvP because you're not just getting rolled every 
farting time that you roll in there. Um, and you're, you know, you're, you're having those clear comms. Okay. Night demon, you got shoot through uh barricade on your left, um, respawn careful to right. You got one of those, uh, warlocks approaching you and then I'm going to go with you. We're going to push together. Okay. We got him. There's going to be another two, two after him to the, like, you know what I mean? So oh, yeah. the callouts really help big time, uh, but clear, precise callouts. Now, what I mean by that comms is a big thing. A very big thing now if you're just an iron banner farting around with your friends that's fine but if you're gonna make the conscious decision to go into like hop and you want to hit that plat rank so you can get uh, glorious or something like that keep the chit chat to a minimum keep clear comms so that way you guys can clearly and precisely give out call outs at the moment you need it instead of well me and carol were at the going for the picnic on the weekend and oh he's on to your left by the way yeah well it, you know what i mean like it's just it doesn't work <laughs> and um it's gonna affect your teammates as well in distracting them uh you want to be focused up as, as best as you can now that being said just because you're all focused up doesn't mean you can lean into tilt try to keep tilt to a minimum because that also affects your teammates and at the end of the day those folks are going to be the ones responsible for either getting your res or pulling clutch for you so you want them to have as clear of a head as possible so you're saying over there is a bad call out or on your left not the best call out in relation to your current position when you're moving together it's a great call out I'll be like, parody, all right, I want you to go on that left sniping lane, but first I want you to pull out your sweet business and just hold the lane. I'm going to go in Viz and move upwards to the other end of where that sniper is, and then I'm going to I'm going to take him out, flank him. <laughs> Perfect. Right? See? This works. <laughs> all right, coming back to the, um, the article, however, uh, Bungie does mention competitive rewards. Um, what do I get for playing the good stuff in this highly competitive playlist? Do I get anything? Because currently I only get one rose for playing X amount of matches. Well, get an increasing crucible rank multiplier based on your current division, which works in all playlists. Uh, get one roll of, uh, yeah, rose. We already know that. Find out where you stand uh, among the rest of the destiny PVP community. Uh, earn the glorious seal by reaching plat or guild it by reaching adept as well as a number of other Crucible-related triumphs. One large note. At the start of Season 20, we shipped a bug where players could claim Glorious or Dredgen titles without completing all of the intended triumphs. Keep listening. Keep Guilty. listening, listener. Guilty. In our, in our mid-season patch, Glorious and Dredgen seal and guild claims will be reverted, and the errant triumphs removed. Any players who have completed all of the intended triumphs will immediately be able to reclaim their seal or guild. Any players who were only able to claim because of mistakenly included triumphs will need to complete the regular triumphs in order to reclaim. Veteran players with multiple guilds of Dredgen will maintain their guild counts through this change. So, just a heads up for the players out there. You're safe, Parody. <laughs> Uh, along with the midseason patch, um, Lord Chax will have a new emblem for you uh, if you are Ascendant 3 or higher. So basically, the second you reach Ascendant, you're going to get this very beautiful, very special emblem that they have included. Are you looking um, forward to this one? Yeah. Are you, are you at that level yet? No, not quite. Um, I am at gold one. I haven't been grinding plat at all, or sorry, uh, comp this season. I've just been in trials, but uh, yeah. me and Raider went in there last night. I started as a gold three upon my placements. Uh, we made it all, the, well, I made it all the way up to gold one with him last night. 
Um, that circle is almost done. So I imagine I just got to win a couple more matches to reach plat. And then I needed to get to adept. And then from there, ascendant. So there's still some work left for me. Um, but I mean, I'm looking forward to the challenge. That's for sure. Um, let's see that here. Does, that does look awfully good. I'm not, I'm not often motivated by emblems, but, but I like, I like the, the multiple characters in it. I like, you know, the classes yeah. represented. That's, that's nice. That's, that's something that I'm not saying I'm going to go for, but that's something that I'm going to go. That, that's a nice reward. That's something that would be fun to have. And imagine if you could just pair that with a crucible transmat that also reflected your current rank and comp. So season 21, I uh, believe is whenever they're going to be releasing that. Lord Chax has a new season 21 ascendant emblem. Uh, trying to find it right quick. Yeah. Players for silver. Yes. So season 21, they are going to include that as well. And it looks pretty nice. Um, the ascendant one is like all green. It looks really cool. It gets bigger and bigger with each rank. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose, I mean, people that play comp needed something just to kind of give them something apart from just kind of going in there and getting to, is it platinum, whatever, uh, or ascendant, and just yeah. sitting there and just not having anything to represent it. So having a transmat effect that actually changes for the different levels is, I think, a really good reward and an, an emblem as well. I mean, I can't really say much about it because I don't play that much competitive but is there anything else that you would like to see apart from them changing up like the rose is going to be changed to a sniper coming in season 21 is there anything else that you would like or is this kind of a good fix for now this is a great start um fantastic start if i could add anything to it i would say whenever you get uh, like let's say the seasonal comp weapon for well presently right now is rose right um yeah. Let's say once you hit uh, Ascendant, or sorry, not Ascendant, sorry. Let's say once you hit Platinum, um, then you would get an ornament of that weapon. But then once you hit yeah. Ascendant, you would get an even better ornament of that weapon that is yours to flex, right? Um, yeah. I think people would grind stupid amounts just to get those two Um those two ornaments for that weapon like people do it already for trials right now like let's yeah. take a look at the last weekend over the immortal like it was absolute highest population it's been in probably forever i don't even know when the, i think it was ever actually if i'm not mistaken highest to ever population because of that so you put the right loot incentives people are going to play it um the, i think the problem that they're facing right now is without that loot incentives what folks are facing are like the one percenters that are going to play it anyways which you know, those folks are playing at end of seasons. Like, I would be one of those folks. So what I'm saying is at the end of, like, season 19, whenever you're playing comp and you're playing, you know, trials and all that, you have to, what people tend to forget is you're facing the hardcore crowd. Like, there's other games coming out. People are checking out and stuff leading up to Lightfall. So if you were playing those crowds, like, kudos to you and a tip to my hat. Yeah, of course it was hard because those are the absolute hardcore players that play this game, myself included. Um. So that being said, to get whenever I have to face to fizzle and comp, when I have to face Walla, when I have to def, when I have to face I Frost Bolts and ZK Mushroom, when I face those folks hey, like on the daily, on the daily in comp, give me something for my time. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, something other than being being a punching bag. Yeah. So apparently, this was the second. I just tri per, per trials report. Three and a half million trials matches is the second highest all time in D2 trials of Osiris. 
only the first quote revamp week in September 2021 had more at 4.7 million. So yeah, I mean, massive numbers. And for you know, the the other one would be the hey, we we fixed trials and brought it back. Of course, everyone's dipping a toe into that. And and the the immortal being you know an accessible weapon and just being able. I mean, I played enough trials this weekend. To, you know, I didn't go flawless, but I was able to get eight or nine. You know, got to got my rank up high enough to unlock the immortal. To then I could go turn in my eight or nine engrams for you know tries of the immortal. So. I was able to go in as a squarely, I mean, 0. 0.9, 0. 0.8 KD player, probably 0. 0.5 in trials and earn, still get loot out of it that I felt good about. Yeah, it wasn't the adept one, but I was able to go in and, and just, I just solo queued the whole weekend, you know, got a seven, a seven win card thinking, oh, I might get something cool out of this. And, you know, didn't, you know, seven wins over many, many losses, but I was able to go in and get loot out of it, which is all like a someone at my school rank like that's all i wanted at a trial so let me go wait, in wait, and wait, get wait, something wait, out wait. of it you you mean to tell me that you were just able to go into trials casually and just have a good time and get loot this is blasphemy yeah he lies oh to total blasphemy i i yeah I, I ended up with like eight or nine immortals unfortunately it gave me like almost the same role on all of them so apparently <laughs> i'm i'm turning them in wrong but but you know i never did get like like the one i think i got one with target lock and something garbagey and then like one with hatchling and something, I'm like, these might be decent PVE roles or they're worth playing with. Target I deleted most amazing, of them, dude. but yeah, no, no, yeah, but it was target lock and something else garbage, like target lock and something stupid that does not work with target lock. Oh. So, but, but at least, but now like it's available to me, like, like I have that unlocked in the focusing. So now I can just go into trials, screw around, have a good time. And, and the a great PVE weapon yeah. as well, not just for cool. PVP. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and that's, that's why I go hit trials. That's why I've, you know, the summoner I got from trials, the Aisha's embrace I've got from trials at one point, those are my PVE weapons. Like I use them in PVP sometimes, but yeah, I'm mainly going in just like you said earlier, I'm playing the PVP end game for the PVE weaponry. Mm -hmm. So you see how this works, listener. I, the PVP main and parody, the PVE main, both have a common interest in loot and can help each other get accomplish our goals. Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and something I, combined. something I just want to point out to listeners mm -hmm. I don't know whether I was wrong in listening to what the last word was saying last week when they were saying all you need to do is get seven wins on a ticket and you can go and purchase an adept version of the immortal uh, parody did when, that was incorrect yeah that was incorrect yep. parody went in and did the testing that hasn't God. changed it's <laughs> he did try he had to get to the rank to unlock it and then he could purchase the immortal but it wasn't the adept version you have to have an adept version of that weapon unlocked first before you can you know before you any, can do that that yeah, is correct before you can kind of any other yep. week but i think they were speaking from the point on the last word podcast of that they'd already kind of gone and got all these uh, adept weapons and they then don't need to go flawless each week to go and get that weapon they just need to get a seven win ticket to then repurchase it so i think i'd missed out some of the information because i wasn't 100 percent sure on that so i just kind of make there was a, there that. was a basis to when that was at one point true hmm. um not this particular weekend however that they're referring to that that was never a thing however uh i believe it was shayara's wrath you could get a passage of wealth or I th was it Passage of Wealth? No. I forget what it is. Uh, da, 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 da. Give me one second. It's a Passage Passage of what? Passage of what? One of the passages. Yeah, it's where like you get extra rewards at the end of whatever. So if, if you... Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I can't... It's bothering me that I can't remember it. I think it's Passage of Wealth. Um, 
It does no, say it's not. on the card. If you look on the cards, it does say that you get double the amount of drops, don't you, for wins? Yeah, and that was the thing. So, like, even if you had lost your flawless on the card, as soon as you hit seven wins, you could turn it in. It it was a bug. But the the pretense was in order to gain access. No, it's not passage wealth because the pretense was in order to gain access to said card, you would have to have gone flawless at least once at some point during said season. And this would have been at the end of the season. So it would have been easier for folks to do it at that point. Um, but no, that that isn't the case this time, unfortunately. I did have folks try that um, and test it for me as well, and it didn't work for them. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, and, you know, and, uh, and to be fair, like, you, you, know, you take your, you go your card, you go CC14, and you say Trials Ingram, yep, I've got that. 50,000 Glimmer, mm-hmm, got that. 50 Legendary Shards, yep, my Passage of Mercy, one of one. I have a set, I had seven wins on the card. Yep, I said, yeah, I met all four requirements. Let me go Let me go get my Adept tomorrow. Yeah, then you go there and it says, oh, must be in collections to unlock, which is also the same thing I did with the regular Immortal. So I said, well, I can grind to the regular Immortal. I just, you know, I'm, I'm at rank, you know, six. I need to get to 10 or whatever it was. Let me go, you know, get my regular Immortal unlocked. And then, which I also unlocked the machine gun in the process. And mm-hmm. uh, then I was able to go, okay, well, at least I can go down farm for this one. So, you know, the card does say, oh, yeah, just go in and do this. You can get this, you know, flawless thing. Yeah, no, you still need in collections, which, you know, we tried. We exactly. failed, but that's okay. Which, which also, I mean, I was sitting here going, I'm sure this isn't going to work. I'm sure there's still, like, an, I still need to have one to be able to focus it. But, yeah, let's just see maybe if Bungie, you know, missed a line of code somewhere. Didn't push the right button. We'll see what happens. We'll see if it's available to me. Well, it sounds like they're pushing all the right buttons. And they say it's a competitive quality of life mid-season change with the spawn overshields. So in mm-hmm. season Take pack, a look at that, yeah. They are adjusting the spawn overshield from 52 health points to 150. Now, mm. surely that should be across the board and not just competitive. But I, I see the benefit in competitive because there's many times in like regular games where you just kind of get spawn trapped and killed over and over again. So maybe it's something they'll put into competitive and then bring it slowly over into the, the regular quick play and Iron Banner and and anything else that they kind of need it in. But yeah, I agree with that change. That yeah, doesn't exactly. need to happen. Yeah, especially with the placement of the spawns being suspect at times. Yes, and that's another thing we'll they're say. actually adjusting yeah, as well. That they like do make a morning algorithms. They they said that they're not being kept up with with the time to kill, and the pace of the game has, has evolved over the years. So that they're committed to a wide range of spawning retunes across many maps and modes, with the goal of getting players back into the fight quicker and, if possible, near a friendly player, but always in a safe spot. Because it's not always in a safe spot, and it's <laughs> your friend could have been in a safe spot. They could have get taken out, and then you spawn in, and then you get taken out, and that enemies had two kills very easily so yeah nobody's safe anymore so i heard you say that clash was being removed from the rotator so my quick play rotator is just going back to control so is clash is being correct. removed from the game entirely Where, where's clash going does that I mean i didn't know right my clash so so it looks like they are they are going to put it into different rotators it looks like there's gonna be a crucible relentless rotator that will go between rift zone control and clash so that's so Clash will be in a rotator now versus sort of in the rotator with control. So Rift Zone Control and Clash. And we're going to have a Crucible Party rotator with Mayhem, Scorched, and Momentum Control. So it looks like we're going to have two different rotating playlists up every week. The Party one with the, you know, the more fun, silly game modes. And then the Relentless one with your, your Clash, Rift, and Zone Control. 
which I think is a great change because there's a lot of times I, I, I love to go in more, you know, more momentum, more, yeah, more momentum control, more mayhem. Hey, I missed the last week. Momentum control was up. Oh, I've got like one more shot at this. I have to remember when it is. I love, I mean, I've been saying we need like a, the action sack playlist from Halo forever. Just give me sort of a silly party mode, you know, get people into crucible, let them have a good time. The crucible party rotator seems like a, maybe a baby step in that direction. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, again, it's adding another node when they took away nodes. So I, I don't know the reasoning behind this. I think half the reasoning is that people just didn't like playing Clash. They like sticking to Control. Control has always been one of the base game modes of Destiny, and it's always been one of the ones that people love to go in and play. And I think them adding Clash to it, I, although it kind of mixed it up a bit, and I think they probably found out that people obviously didn't like clash as much people play clash in control well, with some of those game modes too like clash could really drag out if the entire enemy team just kept sitting at the back of the map and rotating away and shooting anyone getting too close i think that Fair was just enough, happening yeah. a lot but that was more of a a map rotation problem than it was a clash problem in my personal opinion yeah i mean you never know whether i mean they haven't put it here into like their graph forms or pie charts and said that you know this is how many people have been dipping out as soon as it got to clash but I think some of those th times that they, that's ultimately what's happened is that they'll find that people just dip out when it is a clash match and come back in when it's a control. Yeah, I suspect those are likely your um, PVE players that are just trying to get bounties down or something similar to that effect. Yeah. Um, they do say that when the, I think it's when Iron Banner is up, the Crucible Relentless Rotator will be out of action. And when Trials is up at the weekends, the party rotator will be out of action because it will be both of them will be replaced with Iron Banner or Trials, respectively. That seems very silly, though. Well, Quick Play is going to be replaced with Iron Banner. And then uh, when Iron Banner is gone or not around, then it'll be Quick Play and Trials. Hmm. Yeah, replacing replacing the party with that seems very silly. Are you sure, are we sure about that? Replacing like the party mode with Trials? No, no, part, no, no, it's. Crucible Relentless Rotator, which is Clash, Rift, and Zone Control, we will be replaced by Trials at the weekend when it is active. And the Crucible Party okay. Rotator, Mayhem, Scorched, and Momentum Control, will be replaced by Iron Banner. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. It's still, it's still interesting that they're taking those rotators. I, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's You take the rotator out for the new rotator rotation thing to come in, but interesting. <laughs> it, it was, you know, I mean, it'd be sort of nice. It, it, I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean... I was just thinking, it'd be sort of nice if Trials is up, and you're like, hey, you know, you know, you're talking to your friends, hey, while while all the good players are in Trials going for that loot, let's go play some party rotate. You know, let's go have a good time. Let's go hop it on the weekend and play some Mayhem and some Scorched. And, you know, you, you know, it, 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 I'm thinking in the back of my head, sometimes, you know, how, how can we drag, how can we drag those respawns in our life into PvP and go, listen, we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to try to find a way to have a good experience. We're going to have fun. We're going to team up. Maybe we win. Maybe we lose. Maybe there's some good loot after this, you know. You know, what can we do to get people in that isn't isn't so sweaty and so competitive and so, oh, you're going to get, you know, you're going to see and just get mowed down the entire time. Obliteration. So basically, you'll be able to play Clash, Rift and Zone Control until Trials appears at the weekend. And then the relentless one, still Clash, Rift and Zone Control, will always be there even when Iron Banner's there. Oh, so maybe they're, they're replacing, oh well. We'll see how it shakes out. We'll see how it goes. But all I can see is that when you come across your triumphs and your challenges for the season, instead of having to wait for like week one, 
five and nine for a specific game mode to come up it will be there kind of all week of well most of the week for you to kind of dip in get it done rather than kind of miss out when that kind of comes back around which is quite handy um so yeah well there's a lot of things to explain to people now especially when they come in uh, you know blueberries come in and they're like what's this mayhem what is scorched what is momentum control and now I can painfully say, look at the bottom left of your screen when you, as you're waiting to be matchmade. It will at least vaguely explain to you what's going on. <laughs> yes, in the competitive division, Rumble and private matches will always remain an always-on option. Good. Are you a fan of Rumble, um, Sweaty? Oh yeah, especially Rumble. Like, if I want to go and just get into gunfights immediately to test out a weapon or to test out a perk, like, Rumble is not the place to go where you hope to come out with a positive KD or anything like that. What what Rumble is for is you go in there with intention, um, working on something specific. Uh, and what you do is you approach it as a 1v1v1, one v one and you stay back and make sure nobody's coming up from behind you, check your back all the time, and then as soon as you see a ping, just start approaching them. Just, uh, you know, like I said, just make it a 1v1 one one all the time if you can. Yeah. Um, I do but, better in Rumble than I do in any other PvP. I think Rumble is the easiest to, to win out of all the other game modes. Because, mm -hmm. like, you know, my, my mentality is, like, even if it's just a half of a second, like, in, in regular PvP, it takes you the half a second. Are you a teammate or are you a bad guy? Because they don't always mm -hmm. highlight red. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So in that half a second where you're waiting for them to turn colors or you're, you know, trying to debate whether or not this guy is friendly, well, he's already started opening fire on you or whatever. But freaking um, Rumble, just just you get a bullet, you get a bullet, everybody gets a bullet. You know what I mean? There's no mm -hmm. there's no thinking about it. It's just oh, you're you're a bad guy. You're gonna die. You know? I like that. Another reason Rumble is good is because it um, it focuses in on developing your game sense. You get to really understand the heat spots on the map where a lot of engagements take place. Certainly over a long period of time. Um, so once you come out of Rumble, you're in a team setting, you're, you are to be aware what areas of the map there's going to be engagements happening and you'll know when to be ready. I won't go that far, but <laughs> maybe if you were a good player, that's the end result, but <laughs> well, like I said, going in there with intention, going in with the focus of, okay, I'm going to work on this this week and, uh, I'm going to just try and stay alive longer. Maybe it results in lower kill counts, uh, but I'll be alive longer and that will help me in trials. Things like that. Right. So Iron Banner. And there's going to be some changes to Iron Banner. So although many of us love Rift, do we all love Rift? Or is that just them saying that like, they like Rift and we don't really like Rift? I think they like Rift. <laughs> I enjoy Rift. But do you find it friendly as a solo player? Because they say that it isn't. No. It's, a, it's as friendly as everything else is. Yeah. It's, it's absolute luck on the draw. Sometimes you jump in with five randos and you're like, we're going to be a mob of people and we're going to run this ball and we're going to win. Or you find five people playing Clash and Rift going, I don't know what the objective is and I refuse to participate. Well, basically, they're going to update the Iron Banner with specific twists to address factors of you know just being in there solo, uh, as well as new twists that they're cooking up that they're going to speak about at some other point in time. Not now, not today. And they're also looking at the way to decouple the challenges for earn a daily reputation bonus. 
which is if you didn't realize that you have to go in and play a certain amount of games to get an added bonus to get the pinnacle to drop but then that will give you a percentage towards ranking up quicker in iron banner so they're looking at a way to kind of split that to kind of just give you that bonus and the pinnacle separate so they haven't come up with a happy solution as yet i'm quite happy with the way it works at the moment because you could play the first day and get a pinnacle on each one well actually no don't worry ignore me on that one because you could do. and then they changed it yeah you could play on each character and get the bonus to stack up and then they changed it because it was a glitch but th that would be a way of doing it wouldn't it that if you have the three characters if you play like the three games you get your pinnacle and you get the, the three bonuses from each and then it'll only go to four if you play the second day and get one of the pinnacles you've got that total bonus at the beginning of the week rather than having to wait till the friday reset that would make more sense but you know they'll come up with a way that they want to do it and and make us all happy but trials they've got a couple of tweaks in the trials of osiris during season 20. so they've enabled the fire team matchmaking which heavily prioritizes matching like-sized teams against each other so three versus three two and a one versus two and a one and one plus one plus one versus one plus one plus one and they found that it works um sweaty as you've played trials last week and parody of, of course you played last mm -hmm. week did you find this has been the case when you were playing trials did you find that it was matching you up against other similar skilled teams or not similar skills same size teams sorry parody i'm curious on your experience because i definitely have a lot to say on this i'll say yeah you know, you know i went in i saw the queue the whole weekend uh, you know, a couple of different days, sometimes pre-flawless pool, sometimes after. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I, as a solo player going in, it was either, you know, two plus one, two plus one, or six of us together. You know, I don't think I saw a single instance where I had in the past where me as a solo player is going in against a team of three. Mm -hmm. I don't think I, yeah, I mean, I didn't check like every single one, but honestly, I only go to check when we're being stomped. Like, hey, this feels like a team of three who's just absolutely coordinated stomping us versus okay, it's two guys and one blueberry who runs off over there into the corner every time. Yeah. So, I mean, it felt, again, you know, me and my, albeit limited experience with it just this one weekend, it felt pretty good. It felt like it was actually taking into account, are you in a team or are you solo queuing? Yeah. For me, there was two separate experiences within the same weekend. There is prior to the flawless pool, and then there's the flawless yeah. pool. Uh, prior to the flawless pool, I was three stacking at first because I am fortunate enough to know uh, some cool people in the trials community. However, what we found was as a three stack, it was harder, a lot harder. Um, well, I would face to fizzle that weekend. Uh, who's another one? I think it was uh, Pure Chill. That's his name. Um, okay. You know, folks like that. This is, of course, before the flawless pool. Um, now that I, we were just trying to help somebody rank up a little bit, so we didn't really care about the L so much. Um, but if if we were really trying to go flawless, I do not think that three stacking, unless you're with like a, someone who's absolutely cracked, is the is the play to go flawless anymore. Not with the current system, at least until we see the mid season updates, which we'll get into later. Um, now I would try soloing and even two stacking because I wanted to try all the matchmaking. Um, yeah. two stacking was, was pretty good. Um, but you did run more of a risk of running into at least one of the pair 
that you're being paired up against being cracked. Um, now, as a solo, it felt a lot more realistic. It, it felt like less and less and less um, in terms of the less stacks that that. Ugh, sorry, brain and mouth malfunction. The less <laughs> stacks that I had on my fire team, the less likelihood it seemed that I was going to face someone who was just absolutely cracked. It seemed uh, as a solo person going in there, nobody has comms. It felt very realistic is the word I'm going to use in comparison. That is now once the flawless pool kicked in, it would still feel quite similar in teams of three stacking and we're getting stomped out um, because as soon as Flawless Pool kicks in, there's a lot more of a population that jumps in because they foresee that as their opportunity to go Flawless. Um, so you're, you're facing that. Now, again, if I went in solo after a little while and that would be the point that I went Flawless was going in solo. Um, it was interesting. I had to reset my car twice uh, from the point that I was actually trying. Uh, I was just, like I said, going in solo as a void hunter boy, always in viz, getting snipe headshots around corners, staying hidden, and just being a complete nuisance, basically. But being really helpful to my team, what, I'm re what I really excel at doing, not just in this game, but like Battlefield, any, any game where there's a medic involved is like Apex Legends. I'm really good at reviving my teammates. That has always been a very niche specific skill set that is unique to me. It's not my play style though, because my play style is that aggressive, be all up in your face, keep a constant presence and keep the pressure on you to slip up type of play style. But if yeah. one of my teammates happened to go down, you were in a gunfight, like let's say Night Demon was in a gunfight with Parody, um, Night Demon goes down, but Parody's still injured from that gunfight. I'm pushing in there hard and aggressive to finish him off, clean him up, and then go get that res. But anyways, I kind of forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> you said there were two experiences. You mm. said pre and post Flawless Pool. Right, so post Flawless would be, or sorry, the uh, Flawless Pool, I guess, would be the point that I was making that as a solo player, I was able to then feel like my chances of going flawless felt realistic uh, versus where when I was stacking and, you know, before the flawless pool, it just, it, it, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I do like that Bungie mentioned that is true that they are going to be including in the mid-season patch, allow players to play with friends without worrying about whether they have gone flawless or not. Um, the weekend that has just passed was the very first time that I had been in a position where I had to turn people down to play trials and it did not feel good at all. Being the person who came from that solo experience background, who, who's, who came from being the person that got turned down for the same reasons that I had to turn people down this weekend. It made me feel really gross, actually. I hated it. The main motivator for me to play this game is to play it with friends. And if I can't play it with friends it makes me not want to play it at all because that's what I'm here for is the community, our folks, our friends and stuff. So yeah, I think that's been one of the biggest things for quite some time, hasn't it? There's been a lot of people saying that they, they want to play with their friends, but they have to turn them down because they are now in the flawless pool and it's going to hurt them playing unless they don't mind constantly getting the losing. It's going to hurt their <laughs> goals. Correct. Yeah. It's going to hurt. Yeah. Unless they just don't care, but yeah. Now, one thing that I am excited about, though, is they're going to remove the motivation of reset cards in order to farm or carry. 
Uh, and they intend to better protect players who are struggling to find success in the playlist. But uh, Night Demon, how how are they ever going to implement that? Well, that's going to be done through the new matchmaking. And how does that work, you may ask? Well, I am asking. <laughs> <laughs> we will now have two active, always soft pools uh, in brackets. Soft just soft means that matchmaking initially prefers not to blend the pools but will if necessary to find a game so there's going to be a challenger pool and a practice pool i'm going to start with the practice pool okay yes please this pool is targeted at new or less experienced players in brackets players who are not yet ready to give going flawless a shot and represents a place for them to dip their toes into trials without being thrown straight into Defizzle or Pure Chill or Ifrost Bolt or ZK Mushroom, basically straight into the deep end. Um, this pool matches based on a connection and weekly performance, so how well you've done in trials this week and resets every week. Only players with a flawed card or those on their very first game of the week can play in this pool. Everyone in your fire team must have a flawed card or be in their first game of the week. This not a problem, Bungie. This pool <laughs> this pool has two forms of protection. The first is going to be stomp protection. So if you were consistently struggling, uh, it will reduce your weekly performance rating to give you a slightly easier uh, matches until you recover. And farming protection. So if the system detects that you or a fire team member are likely attempting to farm the practice pool, it will slow down your matchmaking times initially. And if you continue, it will lock you into the challenger pool for the remainder of the weekend, regardless of your card state. And that is the biggest W that I could possibly ever celebrate to playing with my friends in trials. But the, the interesting thing for that is that there is a change coming where the one of the passage cards will give you two losses to still be able to get you to the lighthouse. So, so your mercy card, right, will now forgive two losses if you have not been flawless for the week. Now, if you have gone yeah. flawless, it'll be no different than it currently is, which is pretty awesome. So does that mean that you still need a flawed card? So you would still need both of those losses to count to still be in the practice pool? I take it that that would class as a flawless or flawed card at that point because you've you've wasted both of those mercies well if you wasted both your mercies you're you're still good it's only if you yeah. flunk after that that you get the x okay, okay. yeah because they're you're forgiven right you're you're forgiveness yeah. um yeah but, you know that seems to be the, like the way you know the way i'm thinking about this is basically you're in the practice pool if you're if you and your fire team are on a card they cannot take you to the lighthouse you could win 20 games in a row in that practice pool, but you're all on flawed cards, so you're not going to the lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so I, if you I, have a chance at the lighthouse, it's going to move you into the challenger pool at some point. Yeah, I was just thinking that I didn't want people to kind of go, oh, if I if I lose one game and use the mercy, you know, that's that counts as the flawed card, and I'm going to be in the practice pool, and I'm going to be stomping. So you literally have to have a completely flawed card. And then again, you've you've got that stomp protection and the farming protection on there. Yep. So you, you won't see those people because it will have repercussions for them, which is quite significantly nice. Significantly more accessible, which is what I wanted. Like trials, yeah, sure. Like I sure I like to play trials, whatever. But like it's not like I said, the the main motivator in this game, regardless of the playlist, no matter what you're playing, is just to play with your friends. And if I couldn't help my good friend uh, parody or night demon or Re well respawn doesn't need help he's great at pvp believe it or not um 
if I couldn't just help my friends to accomplish their goals in the playlist that they're trying to go for, especially if it's a, a playlist that they aren't comfortable in, but I am, I want to be confident to be able to help those folks. And I don't want to turn them down. It makes me feel terrible, like literally. <laughs> um, however, so we reference the challenger pool and some folks might be thinking, okay, well, if I get moved to the challenger pool, like I've heard this reference, what is the challenger pool? Uh, this is where most players like myself, probably, uh, who currently play trials on a week to week basis and who want to go flawless will play. It represents an experience more like the original iteration of trials in D1 without the focus on making games more difficult as the card progresses or after you've been flawless. Now, this pool matches based solely on connection, and I do have something to say about that. Um, there was a weekend where they enabled just connection-based matchmaking and trials, and it was the best trials weekend I have ever had. <laughs> it felt very realistic. Yeah. Um, there is no matchmaking based on tickets, wins on tickets, or wins weekly wins or skill. Uh, players who have any card with no losses, including a card after reset, or those playing with someone in their fire team that has a card with no losses will be placed in this pool. So that's how okay. it's kind of a part of the protection for the practice pool as well. So that's uh, extremely encouraging for someone myself that I, I mean, I'm going to call myself a trials veteran that wants to, we feel a trials at its best when it's popular. And there's a lot of people in there. You're challenging, you're being challenged and facing all types of skill varieties and seeing build niches like, um, instead of just the meta, like it's, it, I can't tell you as a trials player, how refreshing it is to come up against a niche player who maybe niche is skilled in both. As an example, um, you yeah. have to rethink your approach to that player. And uh, because if they play passively, but they're close enough where they could be aggressive, like you are really walking a fine line and you just have to really weigh your odds. So it, it, it introduces a new dynamic. And for someone like me, I find that exciting because it's like, sweet, I'm going to learn something new today. And if I learn something new, then I can help my friends who maybe are a little nervous of the PvP realm, and uh, I can try and pass this on to them as they're dipping their toes in, and who knows, maybe they'll end up enjoying it. But, uh, yeah. So, that's pretty exciting. I And uh, the update to passages, so we talked about the Mercy, there's wealth as well. So, the wealth passage will reward extra trials rank on every win, and the amount rewarded increases as your major rank increases. So that's going to be fun. There's going to be some changes to the Gilded Flawless title, which has been my absolute top number one commitment for this expansion. Um, I've been saying this season, but I really mean this expansion, is to get that Flawless title. And as it stands, I'm actually quite close. I just need to complete uh, Passage of Confidence and do two carries. Now, the immediate thing I'm focusing on is confidence, because that's going to be the hardest, where... I get seven wins without any L's. Uh, and then from yeah. there, I just focus on playing trials with my friends and I'll get it done. But they want to bring it more in line with Gilded Glorious uh, title and better reward dedication along with individual and team skill and trials. Uh, so they're going to make it a little bit more accessible to acquire that at some point mid-season, I'd say. They're also going to provide a new flawless emblem. Uh, rewarded for going flawless without ever trailing in any of your wins. So that sounds like a confidence card emblem once you get that done. Um, experimenting with the, sorry, experimenting with changing the main trials game mode to be zone capture elimination, which has been renamed to Dominion. And uh, the last note here on trials that we have a new 
introductory quest to better onboard players into the trials environment. Um, and I would suspect that, you know, that would involve the practice pool for folks like our good friend, average D2 player across the way that may uh, end up wanting to dip their toe into it at some point. Yeah. So when they change trials to be like the two different pools, like the flawless pool and the non-flawless pool, were you a fan of that when it initially came in? Because as a, an average player myself that wanted to go flawless and didn't want to have to have the potential of facing all those people that had already done flawless a billion times that weekend, knowing that they were in a different pool kind of gave me a bit more confidence to go into trials at the latter end of it to go and see if I can get flawless. And I have once since the D2 has been around mm. by myself when it was, um, I think it was the solo playlist which you know was still really hard but i managed to do it and i was quite confident you know in going in there and and hoping that i would be matched up against similar skilled players on the same cards and it gave me the confidence to do it Mm -hmm. but i I just wanted your take on it as somebody that you know as you said you you have to turn people away now thinking that you know you don't want to spoil their enjoyment of trials what did you think initially and then how is it kind of has it kind of deviated from what you initially thought? Oh, absolutely. Um, I only got into PvP out of spite. Literally, that's that that was what got me into PvP. Um, when I first like we uh, story time. <laughs> <laughs> when I started in Forsaken, like I said, my environment at the time involved some IRL friends that kind of like peer pressured me into the game, and I got bullied into Warlock, etc. Uh, they were all PVE groups, which was totally fine. Um, and then this would be the mountaintop time. Time for of uh, NFs, Not Forgotten's, Luna's Howls, things like that. And I just loathed having to go into Crucible for any amount of time, for any reason. It did not translate the same way as it did from Call of Duty. It didn't make any sense to me. And it just it made me angry and tilted me. Um, and that was my own fault. So that was a me problem. My own tilt turned me off of the game. Um, well, PvP, that is. Everything else I was fine with. I loved Gambit more than PvP at that time. For real, I just said that. That's right. The derelict was amazing. Don't you ever forget it. <laughs> Anyways, so just remembering how much I loathed PvP and how much I despise it, how uncomfortable I was with it. I didn't like that feeling at all. And I'm very much the person where it's like, okay, you don't like something, get used to being uncomfortable. Um, None of my friends like PvP. I couldn't, I'd like, at that point, I started almost surpassing the point of what my IRL friends taught me in this game. Um, And they still play to this day, but they're like nowhere near my level (laughs) they're just like man we just want to go into gambit and get our bounties done and leave like that's it we don't care (laughs) i'm like cool man i'm trying to go flawless they're like good luck peace (laughs) um but anyways so that again that search for a community that search for wanting to find knowledge in terms of pvp that spite of i'm bad i want to get good oh my goodness there's things called a podcast oh my goodness i found a podcast called two titans and a hunter and they have all of the informations i should probably listen to them and uh, after a few months of doing that every single day, I would notice a mega cast with GDC and you know other folks as well. And I was like, whoa, there's more than one podcast? <laughs> right. um, so No, there's not more than one. He's, no, no, no. 
There's only two times in a hunter. This man suffers from brain damage. Don't listen to him. <laughs> so after I started diving into the podcast, I started finding the sources of information that I would need to answer the questions that I had. Um, and, you know, it would take a lot of time and a lot of patience. <laughs> Um, so I would join various, uh, clans. I would join various communities. I would never really stick around too long just because I don't know, you start in a new discord, you're new to town. Not one person says hi. Like it feels awkward to begin with. Um, yeah. so I would just never have two times in honor discord. We welcome you. We hang out with you. We give you advice. We got whatever you need homeboy. Well, three years, three and a half to four years ago, you guys didn't have a public discord. So I was kind of like wandering <laughs> um and that would lead me to gdc and uh their discord first which you know fine whatever i would eventually make my way here once you guys open the door um but anyways so i discovered those folks and i would game with those and i would meet folks like i sakurogi and uh you know some other the sherpas that like to participate in a lot of the end game um and there would be a lot of faces a lot of names a lot of folks that had a part to play in my, I'll say, education in terms of the mechanics, cones, all that stuff, and how it all works. Yeah. Um, and I, what I would find, and like anybody who's out there listening, please don't take this as a negative comment at all. But in each of the communities, there would be specific highlight individuals who enjoyed PvP uh, and who may be good, but I wasn't of the skill caliber where I could participate in those end game activities and um, contribute to the team. Uh, I've often felt like a sandbag to those highlighted players. So off, more times than not, I would have to still find my own way to close that gap somehow. Um, and I would do just that. And, uh, you know, like I said, this weekend was the weekend where I actually had to turn down folks because I was able to go flawless and folks weren't flawless. And I was like, I'm sorry, but you're going to be playing like the top 1%. You're better off just doing it solo type of thing. But Anyways, in through the community, I earned my, I'll say, video game education. Certainly with Respawn, actually. Respawn would be really helpful with that because even when he screwed up, and like especially when he screwed up because everybody would make it such oh, a... No, listen, it would make such a highlight of it in the episode and you would get so worked up about it, but like you just would still work it out. And you, during those times, you would have my undivided attention about whatever the topic was and you would flesh it out and come to an agreement with it. And then, okay, so that's what the answer is. And that helped me in my understanding a lot, believe it or not. <laughs> it has a logical explanation as to how it helped. <laughs> But uh, it, not even just with you guys, but like the, the whole community as a whole, everybody I find there's everybody works together to help each other. Yeah. I mean, of course, there's going to be the bad apple here and there, but like, you know, forget about the bad apples. Look at the highlighted good people that are like that are trying to help other folks in the community. There's folks that want to help in this community. You just have to be able to connect with them and find them. It's sure it may take a little bit of time. Those folks that want to help are putting out content like two titans and a hunter. They put out a, a podcast every week. They put out a YouTube video every week, giving you your this week in in Destiny. Like, reach out to these communities. We all want to help people. So, to get involved, even if they're wrong, especially if they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because like you would make such a big deal out of it, <laughs> and then eventually it was like, okay, I was wrong. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> oh. No, I, I started as a fan, and I would say that 
where I am today is a result of participating in the communities and uh, being a viewer first and being a fan of everybody. You know, this whole Owl Sector Alliance, everybody as a whole. So everybody worked together to really help. I appreciate it. Yeah, I think that's that's the good thing is that as the like the owl sector, as you said, we all kind of work together and and pull all our resources and get all our communities together. You don't necessarily have to be in the clan of one of ours. You could just be in the Discord server, or you could just be, you know, message one of us and email one of the the shows, and we'll get you in like a, a friend group somewhere so that you're kind of in contact with us and work from there. You know, it's. And the cool thing that I really think is special about this particular group is each group is specialized in something. So, like, I noticed that there was no particular group specialized in PvP, so here we are with the Blueberry Lounge, you know? Um, there's the Guardian Hub, who, in my opinion, specializes in things like raids or triumph scoring and hunting. Uh, you could include that with the PTP as well. Lana, she likes to do her uh, triumph score hunting. Um and don't get me wrong, there was like individuals from each community that would like PvP, but there wasn't any specific dedicated group to PvP, yeah. right? And then you have um, yeah. Guardian Downcast, who is very good with like if you're a new light or just starting or a returning player. Um, and then you got Potato Thumbs Podcast, which not only are they like amazing people and will make you laugh every time that you listen to them, but um, they kind of like explore depths of all aspects of the game, right? And try to bring forward information that maybe not everybody's talking about um and they're really good at like connecting you with people that you need to get connected with to accomplish your goals and they're just really good straight up cool people um but yeah like everybody and this is what i mean by the owl sector alliance we all work together to accomplish everybody's goals and we all have a particular niche if somebody approached me and was like hey i need to do a master raid for x accomplishment i'm like mm -mm, sorry dog i got you <laughs> you go talk to respawn he's got you uh i i can't do that but if you need help in trials come talk to me type of thing right so yeah and that, i mean and that's the cool thing about all this is like we're we're all just people living our lives working jobs raising families having kids like none of us are doing this as a career we're exactly. just you know yeah, I'm even, trying even, to. Even, well, like, like, even if some of us want to, but, but yeah, but, you know, like we like we've all come to this game as, hey, you know, a buddy dragged me in here, or hey, someone said, oh, there's this game Destiny, it looks fun, we should try that out, you know, and now we all got stuck here. But yeah, like well, like we've all sort of come to this separately and found and built communities around it, which is just you know, there's no reason to shut the door on new people because that's how we all ended up here. Exactly. That's why we're talking to you today. That's why we're. That's why we're here doing what we do is we just we stumbled across people and we're like, hey, you're you seem tolerable like a DC human being. We should be friends. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, that's not how they came across with me. But <laughs> well, I mean, then there's respawn, which I mean, you know, there's the exception that proves every rule. OK, it's like he's and I, damn, he's so good at raids. <laughs> <laughs> just mute him and move on just mute him and right? move on, just that, him move on. <laughs> well like, you see, if you just mute him you'll never know those comms aren't important it's fine you see there's a difference between an and an that means well <laughs> true that's true uh, sorry I, I know we're I gonna get a couple dolphins you, in there I'll make you a better person though that's, I mean that's how it works you know You're not and they're the most you, honest people be you'll meet yeah. They'll never give you any half-ass answer. It's always going to be straight to the point. Mm -hmm. Yep. See, there's there's good points. Being an a-hole isn't always bad. <laughs> Quotes. Oh dear. I, I can be. Um. Yeah. 
but I'm not particularly unless I have to be. It's whenever I have to be that I'm not so nice because I don't want to be not nice to begin with. <gasps> Sorry, very <that> was... rare. <laughs> I want to see how you play is with it... my brother Ryan. My brother Ryan, he uh, is it partially Canadian DNA or is that uh... <laughs> my brother Ryan who just got back into the game uh, this season? He's been gone since you started, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, he uh, he used to be so good at trials, man. He'd be like, "Yo, I'm gonna take you to the tower. I'm gonna take you to the tower, and this and that and the other." But uh, you know, we never win. <laughs> but the point <laughs> is, he would always do carries, and he was always the guy that if you needed to go, you wouldn't talk to him. And just mm-hmm. playing PvP with him in general, like like we used to be on a team back in the day to play Call of Duty. We we paid we played professionally. And he'd be the guy that would stand and spawn, throw the throwing knife, and get a kill every time. I'm just like, you suck, dude. I think my love for (laughs) PvP, like what you just said reminded me of where it all started for me in terms of like online multiplayer FPS shooters. Yeah. That game would be Modern Warfare 3 for me. Um, Because I was was very, very good on the sticks. I would turn sensitivity up all the way to max, quickscope and throwing knife. And, like, that was my jam. If I seen a pixel move, you were catching my throwing knife or I was quickscoping you. Like, (laughs) but I don't know. That's not a very rewarding or skill development gameplay. Um, And you kind of see that once you come over to Destiny. But, yeah, it it was a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah, and he... uh... He got so bored at one time, he created a new character just to get 100% accuracy on that character. And sure as I'm sitting here, he did too. And I was like, you have way too much time, kid. Why do we keep dying? I just want to get a glass. Yo, this is not... I don't... No. 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 I'm sorry. Bungie, let me get this off my chest right quick. There's, there's, there's legendary stuff, right? Play the respawn rant music. And and I get <laughs> I get that you want to make it more difficult and you want to scale it to how many people are in there, right? And I, I totally get that, right? But you scaled this particular mission to the point to where it's not fun, you know? It's not challenging. It's are you just talking not about the fun. Mission? Huh? You're talking about the blender mission. It sounds like it's too challenging. Blender? What what mission are you talking about? I've no the, idea. The, the exotic glaive legendary? Okay, Excalibur legendary Excalibur. things. Yeah. Like it Did is the wish ender. Did you hide where cheese? We're not even there yet, and we're doing multiplayer, right? So whenever I was single single player, yeah, no, it it was a hundred times easier to get there and kill the boss. It took me one try and I died once, right? To, whenever I was soloing it. We've been doing this since the podcast started, and we're still on the second encounter where you gotta drop in the hole. And we haven't passed the first part of this. Does it require communication? No, no. It requires... See, the thing about it is I have two warlocks. I think they're titans. And they like to hang out in the middle where everything can shoot them. And I've told them there's there's such a thing as a safety corner, guys. You know, embrace it. But either they're not reading my messages or they're not listening or what. Stop me a second. Where is there a safety corner in a circle? They're on Xbox. Outside of the circle. Okay. Well, you don't have to go in the circle. Yeah, stay on the outside. You know what I'm saying? No, no. Stay on the outside. There's a lot of cover on the outside. Make them come to you instead of standing in the middle like, here I am, running around. Rah! Right? Like, no, no. So what you're saying is 
be like the trailer park girls and go around the outside, around the outside, around the yes. outside. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Not even one, but yeah. two of them. This is just mm-hmm. this is just this is not fun, dude. Limited revives, snipers that take nine thousand bullets to kill. Oh. Freaking oh. I've got the violin script for you. Uh, Have you heard of Iron Banner? Because uh, I'll tell you, seeing people with the glaive and Iron Banner, there's nothing better than suspending them and just watching them sit there with the glaive and struggle. Nothing better. I don't even care if I kill them at that point. I'm like, you you say that, but whenever I was playing Iron Banner this weekend, I did so much better with a glaive than I did with guns. It wasn't even close. I'm not saying you won't. I'm just saying I'm enjoying suspending all of you. Sticking you all up in the sky and going, you stay right where I put you. We can still shoot you. If they're not shooting you, they're kind of being idiots. But whatever. They're not. They're sitting there with a glaive going, but I want to hit them with my stick. And I go, no, you can't. We have some new and returning game modes. So in addition to the return of the Meltdown map coming in Season 21, a new Vex Network map in Season 22, and the Citadel's reprisal coming in Season 23. So that's three maps that we're going to get for Crucible. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see Meltdown. I'm excited to see Citadel because they are ones that we've kind of played on before and hopefully they've been tweaked so that they're not kind of... You don't get spawn trapped, basically. So they're also planning several new and returning game modes to the Crucible rotation, starting with Countdown in Season 20. So, Verity, you know I like asking you this. What is Countdown? Oh, well, I mean, there's a number of different countdowns. Countdown Classic. Oh. It's basically uh, you have an elimination team versus a team with Cabal Charges. Once the charge exits play, exits play via defusal or detonation, the round ends. So basically, you're trying to, to either defend a bomb or to plant a bomb and blow something up. That's right. what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You've got 35 seconds to defuse the charge before it detonates as well. You do. And elimination rules are active, so if a team is eliminated, the last team standing gains the point. So with elimination, correct me if I'm wrong, that does mean that you can do revives as well. No, shut up, you. (laughs) I don't remember back when I played before. I think you can. It's basically your attackers have one of two sites they can arm. So basically, like, you know, if you think about it, like control, like you start at B, you're running to A and C or vice versa. You know, it's likely not the same exact point, but I think it was before. But yeah, but basically, as the attacking team, you have two sites you can de- you can plant a bomb. Once you plant the bomb, then you have to defend it. You have to make sure that bomb sits there and counts all the way down without being killed. Because even if they kill your entire team, they also have to defuse the bomb. Mm-hmm. So it so it's a little bit of hide and you know defend your bomb and also just not dying before that bomb can get defended or um, before that bomb goes off. Played that defend- game mode when it first yeah. came out and. One of my teammates was the guy guarding the bomb, and a, one of the enemy team. He thought he thought everybody on the enemy team was dead, and he was dancing on the bomb. The enemy team low crawled behind him and defused the bomb while he was dancing on top of it. And I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> That's very silly. Yeah, and, and if you're a defender, you have to defend. Uh, you know, basically keep an eye on both of the points. Figure out which one the other team is going to and either kill them before they plant the bomb or uh, defuse the bomb once they've planted it. Likely after killing the team or putting that Titan bubble up and going, I'm going to live in this bubble and defuse this bomb and I'm going to win the game. And your maps that are going to be available for the Countdown and Countdown Classic are the Fortress, Radiant Cliffs, Pacifica, Midtown, Eternity and Meltdown when it returns in Season 21. 
And next we have Countdown Re- Respawn. Not Respawn Countdown. Countdown nope, Respawn. But Countdown Respawn. So yeah, countdown so, from yeah, five. So this, so this is your same experience as your standing countdown, but with no elimination rules. So players respawn after seven seconds and can and can be resurrected immediately by another player by spending their revive tokens. Players only have one revive token per round. Yeah, so I guess in classic you cannot respawn. Once you're dead, you're dead. But in countdown respawn, you guessed it, you too can be respawned. So yeah, each of you have one token and can uh, respawn your friends. I know that you know the game mode is the same. Attack one of the two zones, plant the bomb, defend the bomb if you're a defender, and uh, try to win the game. And it's the same set of uh, maps as regular countdown. But what happens if they tell me it's countdown rush? Am I rushing? Then you actually have to be a Russian EXO character. That's oh, the okay. prerequisite to getting into. No, oh, so it's misspelled, was it? <laughs> very, yep, very close. So yeah, so Countdown Rush, almost same thing. A little bit of a twist on your standard Countdown experiences. It features multiple charges per round. It also features the same respawn and resurrection rules as Countdown Respawn. So when a charge exits exits play via detonation or defusal. The other unarmed charge reactivates and is available to be armed. So say you rush to the first zone and you plant the bomb. The defending team's like, nope, kills you. Deactivate your bomb. Now you can haul to the other zone, plant the bomb in the other spot. Or be a super sneaky team and say, we're going to both at once and plant two bombs. Uh-huh. And put a bomb in both places. So the defending team has to def- defuse both locations. Can you do that? I thought once the first bomb was planted, the other one disappears. Not, Genuinely not, in countdown, not in Countdown Rush, my friend. Huh? Not in Countdown Rush. Now, it does say... Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. So so it is one at a time. So, yeah. Okay. So when the first one... So when the first one exits play, either because it's detonated or diffuses, then the other one becomes active. Uh-huh. So I guess if you're... So I guess you can just rack up more points. And they do have, like, you know, the rules listed out here of ways to earn points. So basically, you can earn points quicker. Normally, you know, either you you score a point for detonating your bomb or defusing the bomb, depending which team you are. In rush, you could potentially earn two points if you charge, you know, plant both charges, and they're both armed. Or I assume, you know, uh, disarm. Oh, sorry, disarm both charges. You could get two, as many as two points in a single round versus just one. So yeah, lots of versions of Countdown. It's nice to see them taking a game mode and throwing some variations yeah. out there. Okay, so tell us about our new game mode, Checkmate. Well, that's just chess. Okay. Giant chess pieces, or do we, are we just kind of have to be moved around a board? Uh, you do have to be moved around a board by a giant hand. Apparently, it's going to have a, a new, new game rules intended to create a, create a slower-paced experience, where players will have more opportunity to react to encounters and where power spikes are earned rather than guaranteed. So this includes changes to how special ammo is acquired, ability recharge rates, weapon TTK, and player health settings. The mode is a significant shift from our core experience. So they're currently targeting season 22. So not this season, not next season, but the season after that to have Checkmate enter the game. And uh, excitingly, Checkmate has built as a modifier like we use for Nightfall so they can easily apply multiple standard modes, giving them maximum flexibility going forward. So as they get closer to the final shape, we hope to convert some of the other modes like Momentum and Mayhem into modifiers as well. So it sounds like we could have a, basically like you could be playing Countdown Checkmate, where you're playing the Countdown game type, but you're going to have Checkmate game modes where, you know, your weapon t- t- 
TTKs will be different or, you know, you'll have no special ammo or loads of special ammo or, you know, whatever they apply. And it's like that, that'll be sort of like a modifier going forward. Like they say, you know, you can have momentum checkmate or mayhem checkmate, which yes, please give me mayhem and more things. Give me momentum and more things. I like that as a real simple twist. You've got these building blocks of, of let's take gun damage up to 11, throw that in other game modes. Let's see how it plays. You know, give me, give me a variation. That's just another reason of getting people into crucible. And those of us who play a lot of crucible, give me something new to play. Give me a new twist on an old favorite. So I know Respawn's super excited to play the game mode named after him. What do you guys think about Countdown? Did you play Countdown? Do you care about Countdown? Are you excited to Countdown? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm quite excited to, to play any of the new stuff. I'm just something different to play. And I think they do make note that they will be, one of the variations of Countdown will be featured each week in the Crucible Labs starting in week five. Because if you're wondering where it's going to be, Crucible Labs. Mm, excellent which I generally shy away from. I don't tend to go in there as much. You know, it's not normally a call for that. But as I keep saying, once I've got my light up to the, the highest light possible and there's no pinnacle grind for season 21, 22 and 23, I'm looking forward to just being able to sit down, get my triumphs done and play the game without having to worry about pinnacles. So I will be able to explore more and have more time to do more stuff in the game. Talk, maybe toss a weekly challenge in there somewhere to, uh, you know, go play a Crucible app thing. Yeah, possi- possibly, there probably will be. And that brings us to the to the end of our Crucible updates. Have you got any thoughts, final thoughts? About Crucible? Yeah. No. <laughs> it exists. He will still continue to ignore it. Moving on. <coughs> People drag me into it every now and again. I'll eventually <laughs> see what they all are up to, but am I excited about it? Not really, you know. In the end, it's still space magic, and I like gunplay more than space magic when it comes to PvP. So, well, maybe maybe you're excited about uh, Destiny 2's Hotfix Seven Double O Six that they put out this week. Oh, totally! What does it do again? Because they they, they did some things to your Root of Nightmares dungeons and raids. Well, you know, raid in this case, uh, they fixed an issue where players were being locked out of the red border chest after the weekly reset. Yep. So now you can actually you know open the chest. They 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 took the big padlock off it. Oh, nice. they fixed. It fixed an issue where your focus light and your focus darkness wouldn't trigger in the Zoaruk encounter. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's so aggravating. Sorry, continue. Uh, they did earlier in the week say that they had fixed an issue where the Sunblight enemies could be damaged by the colony. And then they updated to say, just kidding. They said they fixed it's it. Not, it yeah. isn't actually fixed. So they've crossed through that. So you can continue to use the colony to uh, do Jeez, damage bosses. to the Sunblight yep. enemies. Mm-hmm. Yep. They say it will be fixed in a future update, just not this one. And also, they fixed the issue where players could equip raid mods without obtaining them first. So, yeah. That's very silly. Uh, The Shattered Throne, which we no longer care about because Night Demon has thoroughly defeated it, but they fixed an issue where the dungeon node would not appear for some players. Just couldn't couldn't go into the Shattered Throne. Just couldn't find it. Gone. Weren't allowed. It was shattered. Great news for everyone. If you're trying to get into the EDZ, uh, it should be unlocked for, for some players now. Some players mm-hmm. couldn't get in. Now they should be able to. And also the Cabal Threshers were doing more damage than intended. That's a lot. Oh, they those were, were evil. They, they were intended to do that. That was a joke. I swear it was. That was somebody's inside joke thinking we'll just turn it up to 12. Not even 11, mm-hmm. 12, just for a little bit of funsies. And then we'll tone it back down in a patch later. 
Yeah, and it wasn't even the damage that was crazy. Like, like I have it on recording. I was doing a recording while I was hanging out, and I turned the corner right, and the thresher's bullet came around the corner, turned ninety degrees, and killed me. I was like, "You got to." There's no way. There is no way tracking is that strong on that damn thresher. Um, I believe, sir, you've just proved that it is absolutely strong. <laughs> I was, oh, I was so tilted. Just no, 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 no. But yeah, the damage is one thing. The tracking, yo, I wish anything on our side of the game would have a tracking that aggressive, man. I thought the freaking the the truth had aggressive tracking. That is nothing compared to Thresher rockets. Absolutely nothing. Those things will chase you. Those things will knock on your door to see if you're home and then let themselves in. Okay? It's just, it's crazy tracking. Dear Bungie, hijacking Threshers, taking control of them when? (laughs) So if you've been running around with your Winterbite exotic glaive, it it was benefiting from other glaive glaive damage increasing perks. So, So they fixed an issue where it was benefiting from those, which I guess it shouldn't have been. Also, they fixed an issue where the glaive melee feed kills were showing uh, the projectile label, which it wasn't because it's a big stick. They fixed an issue where the extra arc volley gained by the two-tailed fox's exotic catalyst was not fi- firing properly. So even if you did the work and got the got the catalyst done, no, you didn't. Really? And also, some weapons were not available to some players. I assume some of those weapons are now available to some of those players. Oh, uh, who's to say, really? They fix an issue where where if you equipped too many passive armor charge benefits, it would deactivate artifact perks. So that's that's good times. Uh, They fix the empowered finished uh, to count as a finisher mod for the purposes of mutual exclusivity. The mod can no longer be equipped alongside a finisher mod that consumes armor charge stacks. Uh, Having the ability to generate and spend armor charge stacks on the same mod was creating conditions where latency could sometimes cause a perk to activate in the incorrect order. So it would eat your armor charge before giving you an armor charge, and that's just silly, and nobody wants that. <laughs> Additionally, when combined with stacks on stacks, empowering finish was circumventing the basic armor charge mechanics too easily, resulting in generating of too many orbs of power, ammo bricks, overshields, etc. Uh, the untangler artifact perk will no longer trigger melee perks. If you were playing the game and you were trying to listen to a Mandarin voice, you were getting English. They've now fixed that, so you will get the proper language you selected. And finally, uh, they increase the time to give commendations to other players after finishing certain activities. It's still broken and sometimes doesn't load at all. And if you're sitting here going, now I was working on rank 9, 10, 7, 8, and now all of a sudden I'm there, they move the Legend Law Sector Solo and Legend Law Sector Flawless requirements from Guardian Rank 7 to 8. They move the Master uh, Law Sector Solo and Flawless requirements from Rank 9 to 10. Note, mm-hmm. players will keep their earned progress after the Law Sector requirements are moved to the higher rank. It so, did not. I had to do it again. That is a lie. That is a lie. That is a lie. It's always you that it happens to. That no. It's no. Well, whatever. But no. I had done the, the legendary lost sector thing, him. and I had already gone up in rank, and then the next rank, it didn't count for me. Shoot. I mean, this just means I, I just finally hit enough commendations to get to rank 7 after the lost sector thing, so... No, I'm, yeah, I'm already at my the of 9. I think I only have to do, like, uh, the thing that I can't do right now, the, the 
the thing that's not even out yet. What the hell's it called? PvP. No. <laughs> no. Um, Monster Raid. Huh? The Master Raid. Not not the Master Raid. Master Master. First word. Nightfall. Like. Nightfall. Grandmaster then, GM. Grandmaster, yes, that one. And that and that was our hotfix for the week. That's what we've hotfixed. Everything else is working beautifully unless you respawn in which your whole game is broken. The glaive also, I didn't hear you say it. The glaive projectile for the heavy glaive is still broken. It still well, does about two well, to three the, times more damage than it's displaying. Stuff we went into well, fixing well, stuff. Well, that was that was the fixed stuff. Fixed. Yeah, so you're oh. right. It hasn't been fixed. The hot fix is where we fix things. The hot breaks are where we break things. My and I'm going to give you a hot take right here and now. We've I'm going to tell you what's happening this week in Destiny. Ooh. Ah. Hello and welcome to the fifth week of Season 20, Season of Defiance, starting on March 28th, 2023. So for week five, let's have a look at our legacy rotations, starting with the Forsaken expansion. Ready if you are. Let's see what's out there. The Dreaming City this week is at a weak curse level, which means Petrovenge can be found in the Strand and has the Broken Courier mission for the next week. The Blind Well features Scorn enemies and the Plagues, Sycorus and Verrucus. The Ascendant challenge this week will be the Agonon's Abyss, which can be located over in the Bay of Drowned Wishes Lost Sector on the Dreaming City. Next up, the Shadowkeep expansion. On the moon, the weekly story mission is Beyond. The Trove Guardian is located in Archer's Line, while the Wandering Nightmare is the Nightmare of Jax, Claws of Zebra Wrath, at the Hellmouth. And the Nightmare Hunts this week will be Grota, Despair, Fogoth, Fear, and Ghoul, Rage. For our Beyond Light expansion, on Europa this week, Critics, the Dark Priestess, will be the Empire Hunt. Eventide Ruins will be the Eclipse Zone, and the Exo Challenge will be Survival. For the 30th Anniversary Expansion, we have the Loot Rotation for Dares of Eternity, which will be on Week 1's rotation with the Scatterhorn Armor Set and the Wild Hunt Armor Set being available. The weapons available this week will be the Arc Lightweight Frame Bow, Arsenic Bite 4B, the Arc Adaptive Frame Heavy Grenade Launcher, Blast Batu, the Solar Precision Frame Linear Fusion Rifle, Corsair's Wrath, the Void Waveframe Energy Grenade Launcher, Deafening Whisper. The Kinetic Adaptive Frame Hand Cannon, Dire Promise. The Kinetic Precision Frame Sidearm, Enigma's Draw. The Kinetic Lightweight Frame Submachine Gun, Escape Velocity. The Arc Adaptive Frame Pulse Rifle, Giant 7 Rifle. The Kinetic Precision Frame Submachine Gun, Friction Fire. The Void Precision Frame Scout Rifle, Royal Chase. The Kinetic Aggressive Frame Hand Cannon, True Prophecy and the Solar Adaptive Frame Fusion Rifle Timelines Vertex. For the Witch Queen expansion, the Witch Queen weekly story mission is The Cunning, where the modifiers will be Scorched Earth, with Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. The Wellspring activity has been updated to include a featured Throne World weapon, Veritas Armor, and a weapon pattern as its rewards. For the Lightful expansion, the weekly mission is Desperate Measures, the Partition mission will be Backdoor, with Barrier and Overload Champions, Void Threat, Void and Solar Shields, Weekly Elemental Surge and Strand Surge, and the Vex Incursion this week will be the Zephyr's Concourse. In addition, the Weekly Lightfall Reset also refreshes the Pinnacle Drops for the Node Override Avalon Exotic Mission on the EDZ. Raids and Dungeons 
The King's Fall Ray Challenge this week is the third encounter, Golgoroth, called Gaze Amaze. The Gaze Holder must stand in the pool of unclaimed light when swapping the Gaze. The Vault of Glass Challenge this week is the fourth encounter, Gatekeeper, called Strangers in Time. Players must defeat the Praetorians and Wyverns at the same time. The Deepstone Crypt Challenge this week is the fourth encounter, Tanix, called The Core Four. Guardians must dunk all four cores before each DPS phase. The Garden of Salvation Challenge this week is the second encounter, Spire Defense, called A Link to the Chain. This is where all Guardians must receive the Enlightened buff at the same time. And the last wish challenge this week is the third encounter, Morgoth, called Forever Fight. Players must not kill the small ogres during the encounter. Your pinnacle raid will be the Vow of the Disciple over on the Throne World, which means all challenges will be available for each encounter. These are the first encounter, Acquisition, called Swift Destruction, where Guardians must kill all champions within a few seconds of each other on all rounds. The second encounter, the Caretaker, called Base Information, where runners cannot pick up more than one stack of knowledge on each run. The third encounter, the Upender, called Defenses Down. This is where each player cannot kill more than one Taken Knight in total. The fourth encounter, Rook, called Looping Catalyst. This is where Guardians must not lose the Leeching Force before the damage phase. Also, with the Vow the Disciple being the featured raid, this does mean that you can farm the final boss for a chance at the exotic Pulse Rifle, Collective Obligation. And the Pinnacle Dungeon for this week will be the Pit of Heresy, over on the moon. Next up, Challenges. So for week 5 we have Dual Standing. Complete week 5 of the We Stand Unbroken quest for Challenge XP+. Legendary Liberator. Complete a Defiant Battlegrounds on Legend for Challenge XP+. Favoured Warrior. Earn 10 Favours of Justice, 10 Grace and 10 Zeal during Season of Defiance activities. Bonus progress awarded for favours earned during the activity on Legend difficulty for Challenge XP. Friendly Neighbourhood Guardian. Complete a weekly mission from Lightfall on Hero difficulty or higher for Challenge XP+. Unraveling the Sun. Defeat 50 Guardians in Crucible. Bonus progress is granted for opponents defeated with Strand, Solar and Void Ability Final Blows for Challenge XP++ and Bright Dust. Dredging up Victory. Complete Gambit matches and bonus progress for wins for Challenge XP++ and Bright Dust. Adversaries of Humanity. Defeat 5 Taken and 5 Vex bosses in Vanguard playlists or strikes for Challenge XP++ and Bright Dust. And Righteous Blade. Acquire the Ecliptic Distaff Glaive for Challenge XP Plus and Bright Dust. And speaking of Bright Dust, we have our fifth ever verse of the season for the week of March 28th, 2023. Available this week for Bright Dust, we have the Right This Way Rare Emote for 400 Bright Dust. The Credence Weapon Ornament for the Trust Hand Cannon for 700 Bright Dust. The Heartbreaking Entrance Legendary Transmat Effect for 450 Bright Dust. The Bioloom Legendary Shader for 300 Bright Dust. The Jungle Viper Legendary Shader for 300 Bright Dust. The Disciples Judgment Exotic Emote for 3250 Bright Dust. The Limitless Subversion Cloak Ornament for the Hunters. The Cognant Beat Mark Ornament for the Titans. And the Technologic Bond Ornament for the Warlocks, each for 1,200 Bright Dust. The Celestial Shell Exotic Ghost Shell for 2,850 Bright Dust. 
the All-Terrain Explorer Exotic Sparrow for 2,500 Bright Dust, the Callisto Lancer Exotic Ship for 2,000 Bright Dust, the Karasan Sioux Exotic Weapon Ornament for the Exotic Scout Rifle, the Jade Rabbit for 1,250 Bright Dust, and finally the Riven Projection Legendary Ghost Projection for 1,500 Bright Dust. As a reminder, your daily loss sector will show you a flag outside, which will give you details of threats, shields, champions and exotic armour you will find inside. But if you are new to the game or you are using an alternate character and can't find the flag outside, you will have to run through the loss sector normally to have it show up on your map as a legend slash master. Which you can either do solo or with a fire team, but you will only be able to earn a chance at the exotic drop when completing solo. Tuesday, March 28th will be Aphelion's Rest on the Dreaming City for exotic chess. Stasis Threat, Solar and Strand Surges with Void Elemental Shields, Overcharged Shotgun with Unstoppable and Overload Champions. Wednesday, March 29th will be the Chamber of Starlight on the Dreaming City for Exotic Helmets, Solar Threat, Void and Strand Surges with Void and Solar Elemental Shields, Overcharged Sword with Unstoppable and Overload Champions. Thursday, March 30th will be Perdition on Europa for Exotic Boots, Arc Threat, Void and Strand Surges with Void and Arc Elemental Shields, Overcharged Fusion Rifle, with Barrier and Overload Champions. Friday March 31st will be Bunker E15 on Europa for Exotic Gauntlets, Void Threat, Void and Strand Surges, with Void Elemental Shields, Overcharged Grenade Launcher, with Barrier and Overload Champions. Saturday April 1st will be the Conflux on Nessus for Exotic Chess, Solar Threat, Void and Strand Surges, with Void Elemental Shields, Overcharged Trace Rifles, with Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. Sunday, April 2nd will be the Thriller Drome on Neptune for Exotic Helmets, Void Threat, Void and Strand Surges, with Void and Arc Elemental Shields, Overcharged Grenade Launcher, with Barrier and Overload Champions. And finally, back round to Monday, April 3rd will be the Hydroponics Delta on Neptune for Exotic Boots, Void Threat, Solar and Strand Surges, with No Elemental Shields, Overcharged Rocket Launchers, with Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. Lead the way. Our fifth featured Nightfall will see us face off against Belmont in the Glassway over on Europa, where you have a chance to get a Pinnacle Engram if you complete the Nightfall with a score of 200k or more. This Nightfall will require you to own the Beyond Light expansion to play. You will be able to earn high-end gear for your characters including the Nightfall featured weapon, Exotic Gear, Enhancement Cores, Enhancement Prisms and Ascendant Shards. The higher the Nightfall difficulty, the more common the drop will be, with the featured weapon and exotic gear being uncommon at hero difficulty, to being common with Ascendant Shards in Grandmasters. And as a reminder, the Grandmaster Nightfall difficulty will return on April 11th. Legend and Lower Nightfalls will have 7 Barrier and 8 Overload Champions, with 3 Solar, 5 Void and 12 Arc Shields. Masters will have 12 Barrier and 14 Overload, with 3 Solar and 8 Arc Shields. Your Nightfall modifiers are Hero Difficulty, Maximum Effective Level, 1765, Matchmaking is available, Enemies have Extra Shields, Champions Foe, you will face Barrier and Overload Champions. You can either use Intrinsic Exotics, use a Subclass Debuff, or unlock Anti-Champion mods from the Seasonal Artifact. Scorched Earth, Enemies throw grenades significantly more often, Void Elemental Threat, 25% increase to Void Incoming Damage, Overcharged Weapons. Weapons overcharged from the Seasonal Artifact are active in this activity. Kinetic Weapons do increase damage when your subclass element matches an active Surge. An Elemental Surge. 25% bonus to outgoing Elemental Damage. 
strand surge, 25% bonus to outgoing strand damage. Overcharged weapon, 25% bonus damage to a specific weapon. Galvanized, combatants have more health and are more difficult to stun. Legend, maximum effective level, 1815, includes all previous modifiers. No matchmaking available. Equipment locked, you will be unable to change equipment once the mission starts. Master, maximum effective level, 1820, includes all previous modifiers. Champions mob, this difficulty adds more champion enemies. And togetherness, base health regen is reduced. If near another player, health regen is increased. To combat champions this season, you do have access to subclass counters, as well as a choice of intrinsic anti-champion artifact mods, which are anti-barrier pulse and anti-barrier sidearm, overload bow, overload submachine gun and auto rifle, and a medieval champion, where glaives fire projectiles that stun unstoppable champions, swords stun overload champions on consecutive hits. You also have exotic weapons and armor that can help with intrinsic mods as well. For anti-barrier, the kinetic bow wishender, the kinetic linear fusion rifle arbalest, the kinetic pulse rifle revision zero, the solar energy hand cannon Ariana's vow, the solar heavy sword the lament, and the tiny exotic gauntlet second chance, which gain a second charge of your shield throw melee, which becomes shield piercing and stuns barrier champions. And for overload, the void energy bow the monarch, the arc energy linear trace rifle divinity, the arc heavy machine gun thunderlord and the Warlock Exotic Boots, the Secant Filaments, which when you drop an Empowering Rift, any weapon that is fired from inside that well can cause an Overload Champion to be stunned. Next up, Lord Shax brings Rift to the Featured Crucible playlist for the fifth week of the season. Rift is a 6v6 game mode that focuses heavily on objective-based gameplay and not just killing the enemy team. Instead of accruing points based on defeating enemies, players can score points by picking up a spark and dunking it into their opponent's Rift which is near the enemy spawn. A team can either win by scoring 5 points before the opposing team can, by scoring 3 points without the enemy team getting a look in, or have more points when the time runs out. The spark spawns in the centre of the map and starts to charge after 6 seconds of the round starting, and becomes visible for all players on the map. After another 12-13 to 13 seconds, the spark is available for players to pick up, giving both teams approximately 20 seconds to fight over the spark before either side can pick it up. For 5 seconds after a player picks up the spark, they become marked on both teams' maps. After that, they are only marked on their own team's map unless they are in view of the enemy team. The carrier can only hold on to the spark for a minute and 15 seconds. After that, the spark detonates, killing the carrier and those around them before resetting. Should the carrier die in any way that isn't from the spark detonating, the spark drops at that location. If a player picks up the spark whilst in their super, they are immediately pulled out of their super. Furthermore, they will not gain more super energy whilst holding the spark, and will be unable to use their super even if it is fully charged. If a player dies, they must wait 10 seconds before they respawn, but their teammates can revive them during this time. This forces players to focus on teamwork to help push up on their enemies, but can also leave some players out of the game for an extended duration if their team can't or won't revive them. Delightful! And Saint 14 will be back on Friday at reset to bring you another weekend of fun in the Trials of Osiris. As a reminder, Trials of Osiris is a 3v3 PvP high-stakes variant of Elimination. Only available from Friday Reset until Tuesday Weekly Reset, Trials gives every player the chance to show off their PvP skills to obtain some of Destiny's most sought-after weapons and armour. Players that compete in Trials of Osiris will have all of their games tracked to a Passage Guard, a ticket purchased from Saint-14 in the lower hangar of the tower. Winning rounds and matches in Trials will grant exclusive weapons, 
armor, pinnacle gear, masterwork materials, and even adept gear for the most skilled players who can reach the lighthouse with a flawless ticket of 7 games won and no losses. 5 round wins will bag you that match for your passage card. By competing in trials you do have a chance to pick up 2 pinnacle engrams from playing each week, one from 50 round wins and the other from winning 7 games. These do not have to be done all in one go but you do have to complete them before the weekly reset. And to give you even more incentive to play trials this upcoming weekend, there will be double XP available in the trials playlist. So if you want to fast track in boosting those ranks to get your hands on that hot new submachine gun the Immortal or reprise shotgun the Astral Horizon, then this will be a good start. That is amazing. And that's it for the fifth week of Season of Defiance. Guardian down. And now that we've covered this week of Destiny, uh, what about this week at Bungie? Well, we've kind of covered most of that. I say we. Spooks has done most of the talking for us this <laughs> week on <laughs> the quiz stuff. Hey, I appreciate it. is important. Sorry, guys. You, 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 <laughs> contribu you contributed a little bit of shouting in there. Got to do my own uh, part of the heavy lifting, you know? Hey, hey, I appreciate it, my friend. So this week at Bungie, we start off with a tribute to Lance Reddick, who sadly passed away, which we kind of uh, gave our thoughts last week, unfortunately. You know, mm -hmm. um, our commander Zavala has passed, and I don't really, I'm still kind of shocked. I think a lot of the Destiny community is still shocked that that happened, you know. I think they were, they said on the Last Word podcast that somebody actually checked his Bungie account and he mm -hmm. was playing Destiny the day before he died. Wow. It's like. Yeah, well, like going like going through the campaign like the day before, like it's, we live in weird times. So yeah. to eliminate confusion, the voice actor died, not actual Commander Zavala. Not yet, well, anyway. Technically. He, Nobody's confused about that. No. Okay. Well, Kate, the character yeah. is dead. Nathan Fillion is alive. Mm -hmm. Lance Reddick is dead. Commander Zavala is alive. Mm -hmm. And we did go read out the statement that Bungie put out last week um, going over that. And also in the this week at Bungie, did you see our graphs? And Spooks told you there were graphs. We will link them in the show notes to go and have a look at the Crucible update. If you want to, because if you want to have a look at the graphs, they're there. But we read you the stuff. We've told you the stuff. We've gone over the stuff. There's not There's that so much stuff graphs. that we left underneath the rock, apart from those graphs. Many graphs. Yeah. Many graphs. Yeah. Yeah, Are they pretty graphs? Them. Just many yeah. graphs. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're certainly not their prettiest. They show a lot of lines going up and down, basically saying that our fire team matchmaking is working like we intended to. Yeah. That's what. Oh, oh did you watch? Did you watch Ask Cross Breakdown where? They were talking not. about how how they immediately found the cheaters because the skill level didn't match the uh, the rank level or something like that. So the extremes of the pinks were the cheaters. I was like, ah, that's funny. That well, funny. That's a good thing. So yeah. respawn, yo, raid master mode and challenges rotation starts next week. Let's get it. Are you ready? Are you prepared, bro? Yeah. Good. Are you even going in because you have your uh, exotic already? Why Why go back in? Why even bother? Because I still need the red borders, dude. The, the weapons, the legendary weapons from the raid are so amazing. The shotgun has a unique role that does not roll on anything but heavy. So this is the only special and or primary weapon that rolls with this combination. For and I gotta get that. anyway. Which is... For this season anyway. Okay, so the combination... Hold on, I'm under fire! Ah! Okay. I mean, I mean, so, you can't sit here and tell me it's it's the only thing without telling me what so, the thing is. Repulsor brist and destabilizing rounds. You've seen that on heavies, right? But you haven't seen that combination on anything but a heavy. So this is the first non-heavy weapon that comes with repulsor brace and destabilizing rounds, and it's on the special. 
So it's going to be amazing. It has to be that combination because I swear I've got something with uh, the uh, repulsor on it. Yeah, no, there's a lot of stuff with repulsor, and there's yeah. a lot of stuff with destabilizing. Yeah, or only heavy, only heavy so far have have rocked both of those. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. and then the auto rifle. It, I mean, the auto rifle you can get target lock with reconstruction. What? Target people, lock with people. rewind rounds. What? My friend Rufus and I need need to make an acquaintance because I I've met I've met his acquaintance many times in Iron Banner so far, but on the wrong end of that Rufus. <laughs> yeah, that Rufus is dirty, dude. And the magazine is already like base uh what base sixty? That's really so mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's a hundred and twenty round magazine for you there, parody. <laughs> and then it's got it was more last week. Well, it was uh because the roll that I had had seventy. That's because I had a magazine perk that increased mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So like that plus target lock. Oh my god, it's game over, bro. Yep. And then rewind is good for uh, like like PVE because the longer you have the the gun on a target, the more times it's going to reload that magazine for you. It's like a better version of uh, I don't know if it's better. It's a it's a comparable version to the oh what was the perk that we had before the vice stinger. It's comparable to Vice Stinger, you know, okay. kind of. Yeah. So respawn. How many encounters yeah. are there in the Root of Nightmares raid? Um, when you when you say encounter, are you talking encounters. something that you've got to kill a boss? Well, I'm asking how, how many encounters there are. When people okay. were doing the worlds first, they were like they're on encounter one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. How, okay. how many are okay. there? That's one encounter. Use your fingers. Two, three, four, four. Seven. Four. I'm thinking Take off four, your shoes yeah. if you need your toes too. No. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, no, there's four. So the four, raid four. master difficulty will offer a higher challenge with greater rewards, including armor with a weekly rotating stat focus. Uh, the weekly challenge will add an optional hidden objective to one encounter each week. So I'm guessing it'll start with the first encounter. And once people work that out or it's kind of posted out there, we will make sure that people know about it each and every week as it comes up. And um, that will give you uh, extra loot as well. On normal mm-hmm. difficulty, they are double drop rewards. When cleared on master difficulty, they are rewarded with an adept raid weapon. There you go, respawn. Adept Yo, raid weapon. Let's get it. Not a red border, an adept raid weapon. That's fine. That's fine. You can put your adept mods into if you spent time uh, pushing a certain man off a cliff in a dungeon a whole bunch of times last week. Yeah. Or if you just legitimately did Grandmasters. <laughs> no, let me tell you, it was way easier to go in with Night Demon in Blue and just lure the man off the edge over and over again. That was way simpler. So as noted in a previous article, enhanced Master Root of Nightmares adept weapons will be possible, allowing the traits that rolled on the weapons to be upgraded. This capability will be, not be immediately available when the Master Raid launches and will arrive in the mid-season patch. The raid adept weapons you acquire prior to this patch will still be able to be enhanced, so you'll want to avoid throwing out any god rolls. So hold on to any rolls that you get before they kind of patch it, and then you can kind of upgrade them. So before Master Difficulty releases, we want to let you know about two issues that are pertaining to the Root of Nightmares. The first apparently being with Nezarek's behavior. Sometimes Nezarek doesn't always respond to players when they are standing in the Well of Radiance. In a future update, they will be updating his behavior. 
which in turn should make Nezarek feel more like a final god of pain. And then the second issue is that they'd like to discuss it discuss is around the jumping pads that can be found throughout the Root of Nightmares, specifically in the second encounter. Scissions? Scission? I don't know how to say it either. Scission? Scission? There you go. Uh, the jumping pads are a tool to help players cross large areas while avoiding players, allowing players to use strand if they'd like to circumvent the jumping. So that they've noticed that players with higher frame rates, usually above 80, um, <laughs> but not below 60 frames, uh, could unintentionally be killed or almost killed by using the jump pads. So they're investigating a change to address the issue in an upcoming release. And it's not just that. They're talking about the physics. No, it is just that. No, it is no, just no, that. No, no, someone that, no, listen. If you <laughs> can do the way, you need to understand. Here's this, there's another issue, though, right? Because this is the physics. They're talking about how no, the there's physics. There's no other issue. Here. There's two issues. That's it. Two issues. That's it. There's not listen. a respawn issue. No, no, this is not a respawn issue. This is a. People have seen it on recording. Everybody in the radio complains about it. I don't know why it's not here. But the freaking launchers don't launch you far enough. But that, that's what they've said. They said there's an issue with them. No, they're talking about how they'll kill you, like physics-wise. If you, if the FPS right here is for the physics killing you when you run into a wall. That's what this is. What I'm talking about is the launchers physically will not launch you the distance that you need to go to reach the other side, and it happens so often. It's frustrating. Is it? I can speak to that actually. That's a, that's because of See? a double are jump. At, are they at low frame rates? There's a lot of the frame rates for, the, for, for what we're talking about. Um, I remember that particular issue happening for me, and I think the way we got around it was it would only happen if we um, engaged our double jump before jumping into the teleporting, whatever you want to call it, the mist, I guess. Um, and it would drop us short. So rather than doing a double jump at all or at any point during that sequence, you just single jump into it, and it seemed to brought us to where we needed to go. It was that double jump that screwed us up. What are you are you talking about the man cannons? Oh, the man cannons! I'm so sorry. I thought you were talking about. Um, never mind. <laughs> never mind. I digress. No, no, we're talking about the man cannons. Okay. But you're onto something. The way that we as players have to fix it is you have to shoot the thing, and yeah. right before it launches you, you have to jump, and we have to time it so that we can make it to the other end. If you don't jump at all, you're not going to make it. If you miss time your jump, you're going to completely overshoot the entire platform and die on the other side. So this man cannon issue has got to be fixed, especially since at least two of the mechanics in this game revolve around timing and these man cannons. As the man cannon does its thing, you're not going to win, flat out. That's why a lot of these warlocks and a lot of these hunters don't even use the man cannons. They'll, they'll uh, well skate across the edge to do what they need to do instead of using a man cannon because it's so freaking unreliable. Okay. And it's not even it's not even addressed in here actually it's we upsetting. did some experimenting with those man cannons and we found the difference was in relation to our distance from the man cannon itself like you might think that your butt's pressed up against it but if your buddy's coming to stand next to you it can give you an indifference of range yep. i guess yep the further yep. we stood away from it the more damage we took but the more damage we took the further we got yeeted <laughs> and mm -hmm. there was a lot of fun <laughs> in that um but yeah that's what yeah, we discovered. If your butt's also not right up against it, you're, mo you're, you're also not likely to make it across. Correct. Yeah. And yeah. it also depended, like I said, if there was somebody standing next to you and you geometrically just had a single pixel 
making contact with each other, it would like completely throw everything off. Yep. So, there's just so many problems with these man cannons. They need to address them or remove them. So Give us a why, different way to cross. You know? are you, they said why, why, you can use why are you bothering with the man cannons at all? Because some places you have to deal with them. No, so, no like, you don't. You need, you need to have a Titan and you need to have strand. <laughs> and you just use the Titan to strand the Titan and have him carry you across like a fairy. That's clearly the uh, answer here. Right. And then wait 10 minutes for him to get his super back. And that's fine. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, I mean, there's also that, a place that, where every. I mean, how else will the hunters have time to adjust all of their armor and their gear and their shaders? There's also a place where every 20 seconds it wipes everybody on the map. There's an area that does that. So, I mean. The, Next to a man cannon or unrelatedly? Both, actually. Well, there both. we go. So, the man cannons are a big problem. They need to they need to adjust those for more than just the physics killing you when you run into a wall. Well, parody, could you tell us what's happening in your player support report to see if they've identified that there is an issue that they might be able to change? Let's see. I mean, there are certainly a number of issues. Let's see. First of all, dimensional issues. Then our, our our dimensional hippo grenade launcher uh, can have a range master work. It should not. Your non lifefall quests are showing up under the lifefall category. They should not. <laughs> Hunters that die and have strand reapplied will lose their first strand stragment. Still, strand aspect <laughs> that, that, that should not happen. Stragments it's are a, new to the game. Mm -hmm. the, the strand fragment. it's only for strand. The puka fish give them to you. Yes, hundreds yeah, that die I know. Well, and have strand for the last three weeks. Okay, will lose their first strand aspect. That's the word. If you're if you have your thunderhead grips, those are missing as an ornament for your armor synthesis, but they, they shouldn't be missing. Certain heavyweight <laughs> certain heavy weapon archetypes are not benefiting from their equipped third reserve mod. We're not going to tell you which ones, but certain ones. Your unpowered melee can produce faster melee combos in quick succession than your powered melees, which is very silly. We don't want that. Accommodations are grayed out as already given in some activities, even though you haven't. Your master dungeons aren't showing artifice armor in the reward preview when selecting the activity, and they should. The shielding foe activity modifier is showing as a placeholder icon. It should have the shielded foes icon, which it does not. Uh, they are also investigating issues with players being unable to join competitive crucible matches after their in-game in-game uh, in suspension is scheduled to expire. Players affected by this basically you need to do the whole uh, change to addition to a different character, hop into a competitive match, play the competitive match out all the way, hop back to the character you want to use, and then your suspension will be properly lifted. And finally, players in the Legend and Master of the Lost Sectors and Master Wellspring can become soft-locked on a black screen when wiping to orbit. Players in this state can manually return to orbit to fix the issue. And that's all the issues are going to tell us about in the TWAB. There is always the known issues list where there are many, many, many more known issues. But those are the ones that Bungie wanted to highlight, which, yeah, I think... Pound for pound have been the same ones they've highlighted every week. Yeah, so think, they're working on fixing things. Media, but yeah. yeah, those are the things that they're like, listen, we're, we're going to tell you about these. Like, they still don't mention that the fact that the combination screen just doesn't load in Gambit. And yep. half the time doesn't load in the Crucible or Iron Banner. Just, oh, I can't. The, I, the I other can't day in Iron Banner, it told me that I'd already given out commendations. I was like, no, I haven't. Mm -hmm. yep. and did yeah. you know with your commendations? If you go to the screen that tells you all the results and you click on the little star, you can give commendations as well, rather than wait for the characters to come up. 
Oh, so clicking on the yeah, because I've gone to that screen, so I have to click on the little star itself, not just like the person's the name. Star, and then you can give somebody a commendation. Mm. And did you also know that, know that you can you can you know just be really horrible to your own team and give the commendations to your enemy team? You can do that if you no. want. No, what? Yeah, That's how fine. do you do that? Uh, you do it by accident because you look at that screen and you go, "Oh, the top <laughs> one must be my team." I'm going to give the commendations, and then you realize you're on the <laughs> bottom half of that screen, and you go. Oh, I didn't that realize is... I could give it to the enemy team. So yeah, you can give your accommodations to the enemy team if you fancy. I'm nice. just saying, sometimes sometimes your team deserves it. They're like, listen, none of you captured a zone this entire time. That's why we lost. The other team clearly deserves these commendations. You wipe the floor with me. You deserve a commendation <laughs> from being the most funnest player on that team. Mm-hmm. 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 Me and Mikey got into it the other day while we were playing Iron Banner. And I was like, dude, Never give out accommodations. He goes, no, it's a useless system, and I refuse to participate in it. If I don't participate in it, they'll eventually get rid of it. I'm like, you. No, they won't. Son of a... No, this is what that's, people that's said. Not how any of that when works. we had the Eververse introduced, people were saying we're boycotting the Eververse, and if mm. you boycott the Eververse, it will slowly be taken out of the game. And look at Eververse now. There is more right. Eververse than I can Listen, shake a stick I mean, I've at. Definitely given accommodations to the enemy team multiple times. <laughs> if they, well, if they're good at sniping, you... why not? Yeah, listen, let me point you at Gambit as the reason that simply does not exist. If that were the case, Gambit would have been gone far, far, far more years ago. <laughs> yeah, but Gambit is still here. And also, now again, I, I granted, the people I follow on Twitter are you know, a lot of the content creators, streamers, you know, fellow podcast friends that I throw on a Destiny list. I've seen a couple of the non-Gambit mains actually say they were having fun in Gambit this week. Like it's it's weird. It, that is it's weird. very weird. It's my banner this week. So no, that's no, it's weird. With loadouts we have, you can it's, clear ads really quickly and do a lot of boss damage. Yeah. Like the, the hunter void build right now, where yeah. you have the wave splitter, you'll clear out an entire island by yourself in a couple of seconds, and then still do massive boss damage. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, yeah, yeah, like it's just it's just a horde mode, everyone. It's just a horde mode. We've been ta- mm-hmm. I've been saying this for years. It's just a horde mode, and you can go in with any loadout you want. You can go in with three weapons you're trying to level up because it does not matter. It's a way to go in and murder things. Your teammates might be a little upset at you, but... <laughs> hey, you're, you can't give accommodations out anyway in game because it's broken, so it doesn't matter. You'll never know how what they think of if, you. If you're leveling up weapons, go to Shirochi. Don't no, listen to don't, 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 listen, don't listen to his nonsense. Go go do something and actually play something. And also, you know, it doesn't, doesn't hurt that like the trust hand cannon is back in the pool, so people are also farming for trust again. There you go. I'm guessing it's got a new hotness roll that everybody's looking for now. Uh, no, I haven't probably, seen a video on it yet. I, I direct you toward the PvP people who care about hand cannons. <laughs> As I see Mr. Spooks is like, heroes. I was going to say, Mr. Cannons. Spooks? <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> What's a hand cannon? So, hand are you one of the hunters that love hand cannons? Or you do you like different archetypes like, like pulses and autos or whatever? Oh, boy. What's your favorite archetype of weapon? The, the Adept Immortal SMG. Oh. Rose, because it's lightweight hand cannon 140 specifically uh, is my favorite. Um, But at the same time, there's something to be said about the 120s right now. I feel like they are ultimately slept on right now. In the right hands, they're very good. Three clap, right? Two, two crit, one body, right? Well, uh, let's take a look at my what's it called? What's it called? Round robin. So that's got keep away on uh, 120 which basically if no enemies are within 15 meters grants 10 range 30 reload speed and negative 5 accuracy cone size uh, for free 
just for being not having an enemy within 15 meters. Now you pair that with something like kill clip. Once you reload upon a kill, you and I have the enhanced kill clip, so um, that'll give me 25% increased damage. That's 100 crit damage, so two taps with that particular wow. one. Um, I get the same could be said with my igneous hammer. Um, that thing has quick draw and rampage on it. Get rampage times two going, and that that's two tapping. Um, and I like void hunter this season. Last season it was solar, but uh, this season it seems to be the void hunter. And uh, just go in busy boy. Keep to your cover. Play cover very well. Be patient. Don't rush it too much unless you're using a 140. So 120 is like your be patient, do pot shots, stick with somebody, and kind of gun. Well, you got to be accurate because if you miss that first shot, by the time you get the next two off, you could possibly be dead. Oh, yes. Very much right? so. Very much yeah. so. Um, so you, you must be keyboard or controller? I I started on controller. Um, I had probably like 700 hours on controller uh, from yep. Xbox, and then I probably did another 100 on PC on controller. And then I forced myself to transition into mouse and keyboard because I'm a very precision type player in terms of PvP. Um, mm -hmm. And it just felt more genuine behind mouse and keyboard. Now, if I was using something like a fusion rifle, if I was a fusion rifle main, I'd definitely be on controller because there is something to be said about the reticle friction that's intrinsic to the controllers for fusion rifles versus using them on mouse and keyboard. Uh, now that I'm a mouse and keyboard main, because of my precision type gameplay style, um, I could definitely notice when I'm coming against a strong controller player, uh, and they tend to use weapons that benefit from that reticle friction, such as fusion rifles. And uh, th let me tell you, on the high end, like a lot of people think that controller can never perform in the high end, and I'm telling you, it certainly outclasses me. It's very good. Well, ridicule stickiness is very important, dude. That I mean, that's the difference between headshots and not headshots, you know? So that's, yeah. that's really important. And that kind of supports, yeah. like, my personal opinion, and that's the key word here, where I think that there should be a toggle switch option in the game that allows you to choose uh, whether you want complete open, uh, what is it, cross-platform, I guess, um, or not. And then it, when it's turned off, you just stick to the pools of your system. Uh, but the uh, reason why is because like low pro, uh, sorry, low population times or weird times a day, things like that. You really notice when there's a low population and to be able to turn that on would be so nice. <laughs> but, you know, the stigma behind the whole, well, MNK has benefits. It's like, okay, so does controller. But like we could sit here do. and have yep. this argument all day long until we're blue in the face. A matter of the fact is no other games are doing this. Um and I think at the end of the day, everybody just kind of like, once we get over it, it's going to be fine. Like just every, every other single game ever made that's out there right now. <laughs> well, I bring this up to you because it used to be I played PVE on mouse and keyboard, right? Mm -hmm. But I needed the crutch that the controller provided for PVE, PVP, right? But lately, I, I don't know, man, like I, I swapped to a controller the other day to play PvP and the whole thing was like freaking foreign to me, dude. I was like, I was doing worse yeah. on controller because it's, than I was on it's slower. Keyboard. You have to readjust because it's not to your reflex time anymore. You have to adjust yeah. to the reflex of the controller now. Um, so, so now I don't even have that crutch. I just, I just suck now. <laughs> and that's why I can't go back to controller. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if you go back, you have to, you know, they both have their benefits. They both have their their upsides and their downsides. 
And yeah, and also just whatever you've been playing for the last year, you're going to be better at. And it's not like I, I, as a lifetime controller player, can switch to MK and become a god in the Crucible. No, I'm going to be like, how does this work? Why, why are buttons? Oh, it took me why like two mouse? years of <laughs> actively playing every day to like finally yeah. feel comfortable with it. And I'll say like, you're trying different games too. It's not just Destiny. I will tell you this. If you're considering oh, whoa, 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 trying this... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're, you're telling me there's other games out there? Well, I mean, there might you're be lost. Assassin's Creed that collaborated with Destiny too that other people may try, right? Okay. Oh, that, that's yeah. fair. Okay. Yeah, there we'll might be a Monster Hunter World. You know, who knows? <laughs> and Nope, nope. Collaboration. Collabs only. And uh, the reasoning that I have behind this is MK does not translate in a game like Assassin's Creed, where we all grew up on controller in that game. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work. Um, but yeah, like in terms of FPS shooters now, like I'm stuck on MK now for all FPS because of this. <laughs> yeah. Especially the ones where you got to like sit back and you got to do the long range sniping. Oh man, that precision that Miles gives you is just. Done. That's my dopamine. Yeah, the precision connection shots and stuff like that. Uh, optimal TTKs, being able and like not even just optimal TTKs, but being able to slide out from a place and to like kind of. No, no we aren't doing that. Be... You're not gonna do that. Nope, nope, that doesn't exist. <laughs> Everybody who can do that is cheating. And uh, no, it's just yeah. being a hunter in PvP. You're not seeing Titans no. doing this. You just see. I'm, I'm you so with an sick. Overshield. There, there's no way. Correct. There's no way a warlock. Not even a warlock. A warlock can because they have additional freaking air accuracy. But there's no way a freaking hunter or titan is jumping in the air, insta headshot sniping me when I'm just like, bro, are you serious? Correction. Oh, there's oh, a thing called oh. strand now that people are doing it intentionally now. This is before mm-hmm. strand. I haven't gone into <laughs> PvP except for this weekend since strand. Okay. So what I'm talking about is pre strand and, 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 and sliding are. out immediately head chiping you. Just, oh. Oh. I can guarantee that sniper's an eye of Saul because it's the only one that goes above 50 AE before all these changes. Yeah. Bullet magnetism, oh. it absolutely is. It, it's also fun watching those clips that, like, again, some of the some of the PvP streamers will post of the headshot and they'll slow it down. They're like, I did not deserve this. Because you'll see that bullet that'll be at like, you know, a foot away from their face and it will somehow still give them the one shot kill. They're like, I did not deserve this snipe. Yeah. But the game says, yes, you did. So yeah, no, and I, there, there is some mm-hmm. level of magnetism, even on mouse and keyboard, right? Oh, big people time. are like, Oh, mouse and keyboard didn't have oh, magnetism. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It's not as strong as mouse. It's not as strong as controller, but there is some magnetism. It's on mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. There is still a requirement of skill to be involved in order for those plays to be had, assuming you're not oh, yeah. loosely quoting cheating in some fashion. Oh yeah, no, I got skill. I got a wallet with uh, some, in, in the wallet is, is a card that's got numbers on there. <laughs> and I use these numbers to get a software and that software shoots people in the face for me. So you're breaking terms of service. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 why? <laughs> I'd have to play PvP to get banned, but uh <laughs> I mean, I mean, I feel like you could do it. I feel like you could do it in PvE. I believe in you. I feel like you could get banned Alpha Raid. You don't Come need on. to. You don't need to, man. That's, that's dumb. I'm not saying you need to. I'm just saying I believe in you. I think you could. <laughs> yeah. Well, even in, P- in PvP, I have no problem aiming. And one of the guys I was playing with the other day is like, God damn it, Marine! Just stop shooting it before I get there. Because it was two of us that that we were in charge of Nesarak popping his crit points and catching his ire, Right. And every time his crit points would come up, I'd be like, pop, pop, pop. And the dude would get because I'd have him every time. And he'd have to run after him and catch the ire off his stomach instead of shooting him, which was making him mad because he'd have the harder 
of the two jobs. You know what I mean? Well, you don't know what I mean. But, yeah, um, and he was just mad. So in PvE, my aim is on point, dude. But in PvP, you know, those are humans, and they're people, and they move differently, and they're harder to hit, and they're mm-hmm. aggravating, and I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why you stay in your rage. Where, where we put you? <laughs> really, where you put you? So, finishing up the twelve this week, there was a lot of um, movies of the week and art of the week dedicated to Commander Zavala and Lance Riddick. So, if you want to check those out, those will be in the show notes. Or the this week at Bungie will be in the show notes. You can go and check that out. And shout out to uh, all the folks that are putting all the vigils out there. I've been seeing them in the social spaces. It's really nice to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah Everybody cool. knows. Everybody knows I dislike Zavala. Everybody knows this. But the last picture that we're talking about right here, they actually replaced Zavala's head with Lance Riddick's. And I think that's the most appropriate thing I've seen in a long time, honestly. It's just, it's really well done. And yeah, it's a shame. I don't know how they're going to go on. I don't, I don't know what Zavala's got left in the storyline, guys. You know, because I'm not going to say any spoilers. But they've already access denied. Yes, you are. You know, yeah, please, please don't spoil that because <laughs> that that really annoyed me because I was listening to another podcast, uh, not one of our kind of linked ones, but they yeah. were like, "Oh, spoilers if you haven't played the story this week." And I thought I'll look quickly. I paused it, looked down in the show notes. There was no timestamp to say when to skip to, so I was mm-hmm. idly trying to skip past it until I and I skipped like yeah, about twenty minutes, and they were still talking about it. And I managed to skip to the bit where they said what oh. they what had happened. See, our our fans, our fans in our Discord played me, dude. They played me before before we all separated after doing the raid. They're like, "Hey, respawn, did you play this week's uh, thing?" And I'm like, "No." He goes, "Just remember." Oh man, I was not ready for that. Anyway, not is there a that. respawn report roundup this week? Parody? Did we uh, compile something for the man to give us a report, or is there nothing apart from just rest in uh, peace, Lance? There is not because with the destruction of all the good Twitter apps, uh, Twitter is a lot more irritating to deal with. So no. Oh, okay. So we have no additional information apart from something I found out there on Reddit this week that I want to bring to you guys' attention. And Reddit. does this affect you? Or is it just me? Because it turns out, apparently, there is a cap on emotes. Turns out, if you max out page 13 on the emote menu, you start losing emotes. What is this about, Bungie? Now, this Hmm. was a post by, I think there's Doozit or Dooz. I'll link it in the show notes anyway. Um, Yes, but several of uh, his friends, the Snurve, Quip, Bunker Gamer, and Slayer are starting to lose their green emotes and their blues because about 512 emotes is the cap. And the same might go for shaders. Right now, Nerve apparently owns most of the shaders and is possibly at 399. Uh, Won't hit 512 till sometimes next year. The shader might be a problem. What what (laughs) is this? The cap (laughs) on emotes? Oh, my word. So reworking emotes when, Bungie? Since you can't even hold all the ones that are available? Right? Yeah, you can't go back in and repurchase them. But that, that's uh, I don't know if you knew anything that's missing, though. You gotta look for one you know you own, and it's no longer there. 
Yeah, but I don't. I didn't memorize all my blues and greens. Did you? No. Absolutely. Oh no, I've got empty stuff. I've got one, two, three, four, five, yeah, six, you... seven, eight, nine, ten empty slots. And how many pages though? Because it's what thirteen one, two, pages you said. Three, four, five, yeah. six. Oh, I've only got seven pages. Oh wow! One hundred twelve emotes in yeah, total is the cap, and then you start losing. All right. So there was one thing I did want to mention that I forgot about. Night demon, which iron uh, shader dropped for you this week that you said you were missing? Iron bone, I believe it was. Iron bone. Okay. So there's. I did see Lucky Tempe put out a tweet earlier that said iron, iron to steel, iron moss bone. Iron Strength, Iron Wood, and Iron Ruby are all dropping from Iron Banner this week. So if you are trying to collect your Iron Banner shaders, those are the five that at least, you know, have been are confirmed that you people have seen are dropping. And this was one that I'd missed from Season of Opulence. And again, I think it was a random drop or one where you had to dismantle some of the armor to get it. And it was the season where it was completely bugged and I wasn't able to obtain it, even though I played a massive amount of Iron Banner. So it was something that I completely you know gone out of my collections and i didn't think i'd ever be able to get it back and it just randomly dropped at the end of the game so that was really nice it is i think like respawn said it's not a good shape but it was one that said iron on it so it was something to do with iron banner and i wanted it i'm happy now i might even put it on just to cheer myself up you deserve it yeah get yourself something nice like a nice new shader the new all black shader. It's just like the other one. It's like the other and one. You're not wearing it right because I've seen some people this week that are head to toe pitch black. I am so, too. No, for some armors you're it is. Doing and it wrong. Some armors you have a bright orange addition to it that just comes out of nowhere. If you don't have a response report roundup, I do have three videos, only three videos this week for you guys to check out. I don't know if Spooks has got something to recommend or parody, but I've got three videos I would like to recommend. One is from Cool Guy going over the Autumn Wind Pulse Rifle that is now dropping from the Crucible. So if you're playing Iron Banner, you are seeing a significant amount of these drop, maybe two or three at the end of each game. That's quite good. So he goes over a good god roll, the ones that you're kind of looking out for, because it's a dueling monster apparently. Yeah, Astacross has another video, does the same thing. Yep. No, video that I've picked for this week is the Wave Splitter is meta. Because Wave Splitter is back, baby. So yeah, go and check out his video. Spitter build or whatever. Yeah, his Wave Spitter build, yes. Yeah. And the Joram's Claw Pulse Rifle that is now dropping from Iron Banner again with reprised uh, perks. And Astacross has got a video on that one as well. So go and check out you know his PvP and PvE God Roll. Anybody else got anything else that they'd like to promote, show off, tell people about? I mean, if anybody's uh, curious, um, Raider and myself, I mean, we're, we're the host of the Blueberry Lounge. We also have our own uh, YouTube channels. Um, I would say probably one of my most valuable videos, if anybody's curious, wants to know the information on Rose, that is on my channel. Um, there's also a Titan Solar Trials build there that you could even take into comp. I've had some comments say that they ran it and it was quite successful for them. Um, I also have a video on the crafted round robin. Uh, that's more of the early stages. I hope to update that now that I've spent some time with it and have it max leveled. Um, then I also have a void hunter trials build and, uh, Mr. Raider has quite a few things too. He's got a funny video involving Quicksilver storm being bugged right now. Um, he could have a different primary on. And if that's in his inventory is like second up, 
somehow it just ends up on the barrel of the gun and just rotates around in a circle, which is quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's also got a Titan build, uh, Void PvE Endgame triple loadout. And uh, yeah, I think that's it for Raider so far on this season. I think I featured your video a couple of weeks back on the Titan build. Just yeah. Just to throw it in there for respawn, that yeah. it was really yeah, fascinating your, your trials one that you put together. But if you want to give me all of those um, links in, so I can put them in the show notes, that'd yeah, be sure. perfect. And then well, where, link to your where would I go well. to find all these lovely links to all these videos? Where, where, yeah. where would I go in YouTube land? What, what buttons would I smash into my keyboard? On YouTube land, you would go www.youtube.com slash at sweaty underscore spooks ending with a Z as in Zulu. Not zebra. Excellent. Not a zebra. Or okay. zebra, as some folks were teasing me about. <laughs> <laughs> and your co-host with many eights in his name is also linked right from your channel. That is correct. Right on my main homepage, he is a featured channel, so you can't miss him. Also, I do want to add something that we rarely ever add. Or at least it's been a long time since we've added. Everybody knows Plunder the Booty. We recommend him. If you want builds, if you're looking for builds, no matter what class, no matter what subclass, no matter what activity... Plunder has got you covered. For my hunters, your fashion game, if you need improvement on your fashion game, there's a guy called Spider Sides. That's all he does is fashion. Like, I used to look at him. I used to look like Red Hood. And, you know, if you don't Red Hood, you know. If you don't, you don't. He, he's got builds to make you look like Joker, the good Joker, not the, not the stupid-looking one. He's got builds to make you look like Venom, Spider-Man, just, I mean, Wolverine, whatever, man. And he does it for all three classes, but mainly for the hunters. So if you're looking for fashion and you just need inspiration, Spider Sides is a good place to start. And how would I spell his name if I'm looking for it? Spider Sides, C-I-D-E-S, all one word. And that will there be linked go. in our show notes. There you go. There you go. Well, thank you very much, um, Sweaty Spooks, for joining us this week. It was much appreciated at such short notice. But you were the first person that I thought of that when it came up that we were talking about Crucible, I thought, who do I know that is a Crucible you know, player that puts out videos on Crucible, that plays in trials, that knows what they are talking about? And a hunter. Uh, okay, and a, and a hunter. Added bonus. You know? <laughs> and you were, the, you were the only person I thought of. Not, Respawn didn't even come into the equation, so... I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> PvP? Just, no, I don't even exist, bro. No. I mean, in our community of extended communities, I found that was the one particular niche where, like, no one particular person, face, or name came up, and I'm hoping to fulfill that. Um, yeah. That being said, uh, Night Demon, respectfully, if would you mind if I did a little plug here right quick? You do you do exactly what you well, want? You just said like three plugs. Mm -hmm. What the hell? Yeah, there you was there, there was one that I left on the reserve out of respect. <laughs> Make it four, Go ahead, dude. No, Go this is. Six. You should know this is the show that we like to share as much information as possible. So if that is plugging anybody else's show, anybody else's channel, anybody's video, this is the place that I unless like you're more popular yeah. than us, in which case, no. no even that, you, no, no, no. You've been telling people no. to go. To, under the booty and spider sides and adds to cross and yeah let's be honest here crossbow and fallout for years you, you can't say it need our help they don't need our help but we like to help people direct to them if they are new to the game or even if they're not new to the game and they just looking for that specific video and they haven't been able to find it you know we found it for you it's there so spooks 
the floor is yours. Absolutely. So earlier you got the YouTube plug. You can also find my other plug of Twitch um, as just sweaty spooks. I'm sure you'll find me. But the thing that I wanted to plug most is um, being a representative of the Blueberry Lounge. Not only are we a podcast, however, we just recently opened the doors to be um, becoming a clan. Uh, that being said, the clan is quite early, and uh, we're hoping to recruit some folks that uh, can help us get our clan bounties done because that's quite difficult and that's quite a challenge at the moment, if I'm being honest. I think there's like five of us. Um, oh, wow. But that being said, you know, we understand too that most of the folks playing the game are either veterans or have been dedicated to their clans. We don't want to pull anyone away from where. Uh, they're already committed or dedicated to that being said if you happen to be in the market looking for a clan of skilled and chill folks um that are happy to really play in any asset uh, or faucet of this game uh, please consider joining the blueberry lounge we uh, offer a podcast weekly podcast we have lfgs to our extended communities being the owl sector alliance and uh, yeah we are just really chill people just want to chill well, let, me, let me ask you this right are you a PvP main? Although Plan. me and my host may be PvP mains, I would not say that we are PvP exclusive. Okay. My brother Ryan, who's currently in my clan, you know, he's there because I'm there or whatever, but mm -hmm. he he's <laughs> always looking for a PvP clan. You always. keep pitching poor old Ryan out to everything. <laughs> well, no, no, because this goes out to Ryan specifically. If your name is Ryan and you're looking for a PvP clan, the Blueberry Lounge is your uh, answer. The point is, is he asked me the other day if I knew any PvPs. I didn't. So and now, and now, and you, now do. you do. There you go. Delivered so I'll, to I'll your, your direction. Now, um, his, his tag Ryan, is P3REZ. Ryan, I'm, I'm telling you this on the podcast. I have no idea if you listen, but I don't believe that Respawn will remember long enough to tell you in person. So here, better yet, someone respawns Twitch. Please get this to Ryan. <laughs> get him with sweaty, sweaty spooks. Put them together. Help, help us help him. No, we need. I need this because Ryan needs to get back into PvP so he can carry me to the lighthouse, man. I listen, need this! I'm, I'm doing my best to help you out here. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying my hardest here. My kit bag is wide open, and it's not for carries. It's just to join us. <laughs> there you go, man. All uh, right. Well, that has been uh, Sweaty Spooks. I have been no one response in real life. That was parody. That guy over there was um. Uh, so of is that Houndish? What's his name? Yeah, but the other name. Uh, it's it's, it's uh... Nintendo Man. Nintendo Man, thank you. That has been Nintendo Man. This has been Two Titans and a Hunter. And that is Parody giving you the closing. It sure is. I'm going to say thank you for joining us. Just like you, Zeb Orbit. I know you're somewhere nearby, being threatened with a good time. The T-Rex King, Dedicated M64, Scarlet KM, Star Vortige, Carver 2782, We Noble, Golden God 1562, basically NACL, basically salt. The guy's just salt. Zombie Pops. Keep him inside on hot day. Doesn't doesn't go well when he melts. PP Pipe, Lord Master Chaos, and the Drifters Driftwood are lovely, glorious patrons who have gone to patreon.com slash TTAH and said, we like what these fine people do. Or at least we like that they led us to shows that we like more than them, but, but we still give them money and we appreciate them. And we appreciate all of them for helping us do what we do. I appreciate Night Demon over there 
as a Titan. I appreciate Respawn over there as our PvE hunter. I appreciate Sweaty Spooks as our PvP hunter. And one day when we get into the campaign and he will understand that the secrets of the game is not Arf, who will be back one day with lore. One day, not today, not tomorrow, but one day. But if you have questions, really for anybody, for anything, shoot us an email, two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com. We're on, really, we're everywhere. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, two titans and a hunter. Find our show wherever you get your podcasts. You will find other great podcasts through our podcast because that's the way podcasts work. Follow us on YouTube for each new episode, weekly update video, and live streams. TwoTitansOnHunter.com will get you to all the places. If you'd like to join the Otter Dance Troop, threaten us with a good time, throw more grenades, join our Patreon on Patreon.com slash TTH. If you're looking for a more casual encounter, Coffee.com, KO-FI.com slash TwoTitansOnHunter. You can toss us a couple bucks that way if you're feeling, feeling like it. And if you like the thrill of live action and spicy language, head over to twitch.tv slash no one responds in real life for raids, D&D, and uh, really, there's no way to tell what it could be over there. If you want to keep it family friendly like a proper British gentleman should, head over to twitch.tv slash two times and a hunter, streaming early in the mornings for us in the US, less early mornings in his native land of the kingdom. And really, go to their Twitches, hit the button, you'll know when they stream and what they're streaming. Thank you, Sweaty Spooks, for joining us. Thank you, Respawn, for participating. One day you will get through your activity. Thank you, Night Demon, for putting this all together and making this happen every week. Tell the people the people where they can find you or tell them goodbye. The floor is yours. I'm out of here. I'm going with you. Let's go play some Iron Banner. Um, I'm going too, but I'm not playing Iron Banner. I gotta go try to solo this stupid... Anyway, deuces! Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. This has been Sweaty Spooks from the BBL, and you're listening to Two Titans and a Hunter. Cheers, Guardians.